0: this is the spawn on me podcast i'm your host Khalif adams and i am joined with my co-host for this episode 46 cicero holmes what is the deal cicero holmes how are you sir
1: oh i'm doing well um i got a little scared you said your co-host for this episode like are you planning on making some personnel changes
0: um i mean hey you know there's a lot of stuff happening in the world. I I love you. <laughs> I love you. You're my boy. You're my brother. But you know right. what I'm saying. You know, so. you know.
1: Sometimes, sometimes you gotta spread your wings and fly. You got to know when to hold Ha-ha! them.
0: Know when to fold them. Know uh,
1: <laughs> right. no when to walk away. Huh. Know <laughs> when to run in Bracalo.
0: That's what happens. Yeah. How you doing?
1: I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I'm tired. I'm tired. Um. I'm tired today. Um. I'm just. I'm tired uh, just in general, like uh, we've got there was lots of energy infused, but lots of energy has been expended over the last couple of weeks here in Bricargo. So um, all, all for a great cause. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it was it was definitely all worth it. Um, but but man, man, oh, man, whoo, you know. I'm, uh, you know, I, 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 I perish, you know, I perish the thought, but I think I may be a little too old for this shit. What are you talking about? You, you're, we're about the same age. What are you right. talking about? You just, you just totally made
0: an old man man move right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, like,
1: I'm, I'm Detective Martor, man. Oh shit! Does that, <laughs> you, does you does that make me? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! If that, if that's the
0: case, then we're screwed.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: we are screwed.
1: But no, nah, man, I'm doing all right. How you doing, man?
0: Good, good. This
1: was a good week.
0: It was a very it's long a week.
1: Great week. Yeah.
0: Good isn't even the word. We had a, we right. had an amazing week. Yeah. Um, I guess that'll lead into a little bit of the, the uh, house cleaning for this week is yeah. um, thank you again for everyone, every, every, everyone. I sent out a huge thank you note um, today uh, for everyone that streamed that watched that participated that shared a good word that donated money to our spawn for good our first spawn for good uh gaming marathon and fundra- fundraiser for black lives matters uh we had uh way beyond what we thought we were going to get as far as donations we had a five thousand uh, dollar goal and we made about 5400 which was amazing yeah. amazing 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 we had over 130 donors at about 41 bucks a piece Um, so that is craziness to know that that, that that actually happened. Um, and, and again, it's one of those crazy things where, you know, you try to have a discussion about what gaming can be and, and, and doing good things with the platform that we've been given and with the hobby that we love. And you see just the, the outpouring of love and support from people for things that, that they both care about and what we care about. So, um, I guess I guess this was a, a win for the social social justice warrior crew. <laughs> I, I guess a little bit, a little something like that. That was awesome. Right. Um, a huge, a huge personal thank uh, thank you to Cat uh, Small, um, Sharif Jackson, Cicero Holmes, who's right here over the yeah. over the airwaves. I know he can hear Who, me. me. I don't know why. Right. <laughs> uh, Kevin Clark. Yeah, don't think me. <laughs> Kevin Clark. Uh, DJ Ben Hamid from Fan Bros. Uh, Trey Andrea. Uh, Tanya to pass from I need uh, diverse Games and did we miss anyone Else I don't think so um, or Maybe we did if you, I hope I didn't miss anybody
1: right No. I think you I think you got all of the 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 mainline stream Is yes yeah
0: yeah thank you guys for, for For sharing in this event And for being participants willing Participants to, to bust Ass and to stream your faces Off for a whole weekend uh, And it was a success so that was that was super Awesome I'm about to go to New York uh next week and hopefully 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 i will meet with erica garner and uh be able to hand her a check and say here here's here is what the internet says is for you
1: right next week meaning this week yeah basically this week right Right. if you're listening to it if
0: you're not listening to it you should be anyway
1: right if you're listening to it the week that it is yeah absolutely um, because it'll be around forever forever because the internet is forever 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 as known Forever. by this picture that i saw
0: of me in my underwear that randomly got put on the un- got put on the internet when i was TBT. a kid and that's i was like really like tbt i was like really tbt uh, me in my drawers that's fucked up right why yeah. is why yeah. is that why is that real why is exactly. that on the internet anyway
1: so uh uh hashtag i said that it would be a success it was a success um, you know and again the measurement for success was raising awareness, getting people, bringing them together, and having a good time. And we did that in spades. Um, so, just, I mean, again, beyond humbled by the outpouring of support, uh, by the press that we received, by all of the goodwill. And, oh, yeah. you know, just, just again, you know, this silly little show that Kai and I have been doing for, you know, over a year, which will get me to my next point. Um, you know, this place called Chicago. Chicago never ceases to amaze me um, with their ability to show us how much what we say and what we're doing resonates with them um, just from the from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you guys so much. Um, but uh, well, not a but. Um, In addition to um, hashtag spawn for good and and just, again, amazing, amazing results. Um, You know, hopefully you guys have listened to our anniversary show Uh, as more thank yous coming along. Um, We had our anniversary show with the one and only Daza, Daza of YouTube fame and now uh, a dev on the NBA 2K team. Amazing, amazing cat! Again, just epitomizes everything that uh, we were we were striving to get people to inspire people with. Um, his story is is just the epitome of what uh, Spawn on Me is all about. And I hope that you guys enjoyed it. We had a great time um, recording it with him. Laughter was heard throughout all households. <laughs> for long periods of time um it was it was a hell of a lot of fun uh so thanks a lot to the Zaw, um and and then uh thanks a lot special shout out to uh mike music um for setting up and creating a really really beautiful uh uh thank you montage it was a montage montage um, and, and, uh, thanks everyone who shouted us out, um, and thanked us, uh, for the wonderful year and said the wonderful things. Um, you know, I, like, I, like I tweeted out, Bricargo made me cry twice this week at work. <laughs> um, the first was on Monday when, when we, uh, eclipsed our $5,000 mark. Uh, we eclipsed, we, 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 reached our goal. Special shout out to my home girl, Jamie Madison Jamie. Jamie Mad on uh, on Twitter who who brought us over the hump at five thousand dollars and you know of course shout out to everybody else um, and then the second time was listening to and a little peek behind the curtains because we were so busy I usually I get a chance to hear the show before we actually um, bring it out but I didn't get a chance to listen to it until it actually aired so the very first time that I got to listen to the Speak Pipe thank yous. Was listening to the show while I was at work, and uh, you know I had to make sure that nobody got to see me. I had to pinch myself a couple of times to make sure that I wasn't crying too hard at work. Um, it was it was very very touching, um, and in fact, um, there were wonderful people that that uh, said some things and did some things and and said wonderful things, and uh, we've got one of the people that. Said some things with us today, <laughs> so I I guess should I introduce him? Oh, of course. Oh, okay, okay. Well, this this young man, this beautiful young man, is is someone that you, if you've been listening to our show for the last years, you 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 definitely know who he is. Um, he is our first returning guest besides. Besides, of course, Dan the robot, who's not a guest, and Sharif Jackson, who's not also not a guest, <laughs> um, and because he is uh, re- returning to Chicago, you know, now he's not company; he's not a guest anymore. He's got to get a job, so he <laughs> is he is now the minister of fashion. Mm. Um, this this man, formerly of game trailers. Formerly of Long Island, currently a New York Rangers fan instead of a New York Islanders fan. Smart man. Oh, um, uh, contraire, sir. Um, maybe we'll get into that. Um, uh, just, just a wonderful guy. He he was on our show right before E three in May, um, and 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 made us laugh and made us smile. He's got. Um, the the most luxurious hair <laughs> that anyone has ever seen it makes car jealous all the time i'm jealous uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen <laughs> it is mr daniel kaiser what's up how are you today sir i'm doing great man that's
2: quite a build-up though i mean and i'm i usually condition out all the build up, so i don't understand <laughs> what i'm supposed to do
3: <laughs> with that type of intro,
2: no, it's great to be back on, man. It's good to it's good to be with you guys, and uh, you know, congrats on everything that you were talking about in the intro there. I mean, what an exciting year for you guys! What a, a awesome thing to be doing with your time and with your show to be raising money for such a uh, valuable cause, and to also just to get everybody involved and to do what you said, have fun. So I'm here right. to have fun and, and excited to be back on the show. So thanks for having me.
0: Of course, yeah, right. man. Of course. Right. How have you been? Is everything good? Everything's all right on your on your end. Everything's great. You
2: know, last time uh, we spoke, I had a job. A Different job. <laughs> no, i was just joking. I, I went without one for a little bit, but no, it's, uh, yeah, I, I was with Gabe Trailers for a long, long time. Things have changed and uh, got a new exciting adventure in front of me that I'll talk about in just a minute. But yeah, I mean, last time I spoke with you was right before E3, and when you're in that pre-E3 hype, it's all, uh, it's all you know, pretty, uh, you get tunnel vision, you're very focused on what you're doing, you're mm-hmm. very focused on what the big announcements are going to be. Obviously, it was a big E3, and we had a good year. Um, and then, um, Viacom decided to sell off game trailers a day, uh, after E3. So, uh, as E3 started, so it <laughs> it was kind <laughs> right. of an anticlimactic type of E3 for me, but, uh, but it was great. It was great. So.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. That I'm sure we, we all were like, Hey, that's hey, not cool. Why right? would you You're just E3? randomly do what? that's not right. cool bro well not it wasn't cool, it
2: wasn't random i mean it was kind of common you know
0: yeah yeah i mean it's kind of i mean it's an interesting the, the the industry like we were talking about a little bit before cast was and is in an interesting place it's always moving it's always kind of fluid in some weird ways but it's but yeah. it's but it's happy and i'm happy that you've landed on your feet in a good spot um do you want you want to tell the folks where, where where you've landed
2: yeah so obviously i was at game trailers for about 10 years um and was working in a, a lot of you know, different capacities there, as most obvious was the on-air host with Spike TV and Game Trailers and did all that. Um, so, you know, that was great. And when I left Game Trailers, you know, basically what happened was, you know, they were acquired by Defy Media, people who had Escapist and whatnot. And a few people stayed, but most of the management and higher-ups kind of left uh, to go do different things and, uh, uh, you know, parted ways from the company. So it was great. Everybody was cool. And, and it all was, you know, uh, in, in good vibes. Um, and it was time to move on. So I spent a couple months kind of just talking to some different people. I did a bunch of freelance things. I went and did a few, uh, you know, hosting gigs and stuff, but I was really kind of looking for something where I could stick my teeth into and have fun with, uh, gaming the way that I love to have fun with the industry. Um, and, and I also, you know, I don't know how much you guys know about my, my history and my background, but I love to build things. I love to be a part of things as they're growing. Oh yeah, It's uh, sure. that, sure. always been a, a, a passion of mine. Game When I came onto game trailers, uh, it was just a couple of guys in a, you know, in a trailer house that were trying to make a website. And I was able to kind of come on board at that development stage and help write content and do all that stuff. And then I started Epic Battle Axe. And I always love when things are in the phase of beginning, because to me, that's the most exciting, adventurous time. It's, you know, it's it's not always the cushiest or most comfortable, uh, but, you know, overcoming those challenges and turning obstacles into opportunities is something that i love not just in my career but uh, it's something that i think is an essential thing that we all should be doing in life um so you know i kind of look for a venture that would be uh, give me an opportunity to do that and uh what i am happy to say is that i am the editor-in-chief now of retro video game magazine uh which is behind me on this wall that you guys can see yeah. i don't think other people will see this um <laughs> But retro video game magazine is is a obviously a print and digital magazine uh, that uh, has been around for six issues so far. Uh, it was funded on Kickstarter as a uh, uh, you know basically just a print and digital magazine that would kind of bring together some of the industry's best writers. Uh, everyone from Jeremy Parrish to Chris Kohler, um, oh. you know uh, uh, Luke McKinney, Andy Eddy. Uh, we have a whole bunch of guys that are writing for us. Uh, John Gottiosi, Cap uh, Bailey was with One Up and whatnot. Right. So it's an all-star cast of journalists that are basically uh, put together for the purpose of creating this magazine and having an opportunity to do this. That's print and digital. But I'm coming on board to be the editor in chief now, uh, kind of create a little bit of a different theme for what our content is, but also uh, increase our distribution, get us out there, establish our video channel, re- really ramp up our website. So this is everything. This is web. This is print. This is digital. This is video. Uh, and it's the whole thing with the retro brand that I'm helping to shape, which is really not just about a magazine. It's more about a mindset, which is that, you know, I think if you look at the landscape of video games in the last year, two, three, four years, it there's been a lot of shady stuff and a lot of things happening that, you know, older <laughs> guys like us. Um, right. I won't date myself. You were talking about putting a picture of yourself up on, uh, as a kid on the internet. And the, uh, I didn't have the internet when I was a kid. So I don't know. Me neither. When the age gap is there, we'll talk about that right, offline. Right, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that there's, I think it's cool to be retro minded and that I think there's a lot of players today, there's a lot of people who love this industry that know where it's been and, and have that sense of value for, you know, what it was like to buy a $50 game and get the entire game in right. the box and, and right. not be worrying about DLC and, and this, that, and the other thing and connecting and, uh, you know, having your game break on you or ship right. broken <coughs> Assassin's Creed. So <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> it's not that we're just focused on playing Pac-Man and, you know, old school games. This is about looking at, It's about celebrating gaming's past, present, and future from the retro mindset. So, Uh, the big thing that I'm doing the first year was all about kind of celebrating different themes. Like this is issue number five, uh, that I'm holding up for the people who are listening
0: to this. And And it's, and it's gorgeous. Uh, It's really, yeah, but it's, it's 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 a
2: really cool cool magazine. And it's, uh, you know, this is, this issue specifically was about like the Metroidvania genre. So looking at old school games and a bunch of things that help formulate that genre. But what I'm doing in, in the second year, uh, our next issues, it's a bi-monthly magazine. So there's six issues in the year. Um, What I'm doing is really bringing it to focus on uh, specific franchises and themes, so that we could celebrate upcoming launches. So the issue number seven, which is the first one that I'm at the helm at as uh, of uh, editor-in-chief, is going to be celebrating uh, the Mortal Kombat franchise uh, and the release of Mortal Kombat X. And uh, we are also looking at the entire landscape of fighting game. Uh, The fighting game genre so we're looking at Street Fighter we're looking at Tekken we're looking at Soul Calibur we're looking at Virtua Fighter we're looking at everything we have an exclusive interview with Ed Boon we have uh, interviews I'm trying to lock down an interview with Itagaki right now but this is what you can expect from the magazine. Uh, if you you know if you pick it up at Barnes and Noble, if you subscribe to it, uh, whatever you can do there, uh, that's what you get in the magazine. And like I said, you know each successive issue is going to be focused on a different game as a launching pad and a franchise that lets us look at how we got here and the whole genre as a whole so uh, we'll be announcing those the Mortal Kombat one is the very first one uh, that we'll be doing and we have everything mapped out but we're going to be announcing them one by one so it's a very exciting adventure we're getting the industry behind us we have great staff of writers and we're celebrating gaming's past present and future so I'm really stoked about it so, so man
1: so alright well first off I think we've got to make sure that Ka's tongue goes back into his mouth um, <laughs> because DK you you, if I, if I know my boy at all you had him at Mortal Kombat, and then you finished him, pun intended, um, with talking about fighting games in general yep. and, and Ed Boon mm-hmm. and everything else. So, yeah,
0: I, I honestly don't think I heard anything you said after Mortal Kombat. Right. After, after you said Mortal Kombat, my brain just froze, and I, I, right. I'm, still, I'm still trying well, to reboot
2: and that's what's great, right? You know, so re- this issue of retro is a must-buy for you because we're celebrating the history of the franchise and mm-hmm, we're right. looking at its impact on fighting games. We have an amazing article in there with the guy who did the digitization for the original Mortal Kombat um, and how that all came to be. And so, you know, this is this is what retro is all about. It's about being able to, you know, a lot of people say print is dead. It is dead in a lot of circles, but for us, it's the, it's the perfect timing. There's been a demand for this. It's been funded on Kickstarter starter two times uh the first the whole wow. magazine was and then the second year was funded uh over 150 percent of our goal um, Wow! yeah so it was it was great because it shows that you know all the digital stuff everything that's happening is fantastic but at the end of the day there are uh, there's still a very large audience that wants to have something physical and tangible in their hands sure. uh that that means something to them and it's a collector's piece every edition right. of our magazine at retro is going to be a collector's item um and if you're You know, a fan of gaming, particularly any of the genres that we do. But just if you want to know about the history of particular franchises or gaming, it's pretty much a must have. So that's
1: that's my goal. And that's what uh, that's what I'm working on. I mean, it's it sounds almost like, you know, as as you're talking about it, I picture in my head um, it's like a spin or a rolling stone Mm -hmm. for the video game aficionado. So you, mm. you've got these on your coffee table, yeah. your friends come over, you guys play games. Yes. And while while you're sitting there shooting the shit, yeah. or you're re- getting ready to go out, they can pick up one of those one of these magazines, one of the retros yep. off the table and sit and peruse that. And it's and it has intrinsic value to them yep. to us mm-hmm. absolutely because and, and it's evergreen in that it. way
2: too you know i mean that's right. the design is that you know look right. we i think when i came on to this project it was really deciding who we are was just as important as deciding who we're not and you know i right. i love all those guys at game informer Andy's a right. great guy they what they do is fantastic and we're not even trying to do the same thing when sure. you hear when you hear about the new Mortal Kombat for the first time they're going to be breaking the story they're going to have the cover they're going to have the exclusive on the announcement but when it comes time to buy Mortal Kombat and you want to look back at the history of the franchise and you want to look at the genre as the whole and you're going to pick up the game that's what Retro is all about and we help you celebrate that because we are gamers and love these franchises and plus we want to add some perspective and history to things you know there's a there's a young audience that goes out and picks up these new games and they don't understand where we've come from 20 20, 30 right. years ago right. so right, right. that's what we're doing that's what we're bringing to the table is a sense of perspective so um you know again celebrating gaming's past present and future that's what retro is all about
0: what i'm what i'm excited about is the fact that this gives the old dudes some some stuff to look at this Heck is yeah. one of this, this is this is stuff that we you know i'm 36 <clears throat> but i look like i'm 26 anyway <laughs> uh, um
1: yeah, yeah 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 no doubt no doubt no doubt no doubt only in the yes. moonlight but <laughs> but but
0: but it gives me something because you know i talk about this with my friends consistently and, and, and often about how you know there's a spot out here in portland called ground control that has a lot of it's an arcade um yeah. it's a bar with an arcade uh feel and vibe to it but has like a whole bunch of stand-up cabinets and stuff like that and i remember when i went to places in my old neighborhood back in the bronx that that had like the pool hall slash the the room in the back that had the mk machine and the mk2 machine and you know the grid from midway and crazy stuff you know crazy stuff like that where you know you had to stand up there and and put your quarter on the machine and 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 hope that you were good enough to stay on you know that that vibe is it seems exactly what you guys are tapping into that's awesome and it's
2: somewhat coming back and and i'll tell you what i'll make it a a goal of mine to fly up there and go to ground control with you and do a story on them for retro how about that you should totally Uh, do that that would be fantastic. And I'll give you guys a little bit of an exclusive. In issue seven, that same Mortal Kombat issue, mm-hmm. we have an interview with the Galloping Ghost Arcade, the largest arcade in the country. Oh, Galloping Ghost. What? Yep. It's in Chicago. Galloping Ghost
1: is right around the corner for me. It's not too far from me.
2: Yeah. Well, the, the main one in Chicago is the one we did an interview with because they have an exclusive machine that nobody else has. And if you like fighting games, it's a sequel to a game that uh, never got released, and they have the arcade machine. And I do an interview with them about it in that in that Ooh. in that issue. So uh, very cool stuff.
0: A nice job, so, nice job so, not right. saying which one it is because I think I know which one it is. That's awesome, though. <laughs> right, but good uh, job, yeah, good job. So, so,
1: uh, so I, I I will say that before you know when when uh, when you emailed me and you said, hey, I'm, I'm the EIC of Retro, and uh, you know it's a big new thing, and I checked it out and I was like, oh, this is cool i didn't mm-hmm. get it yeah you saying this right now i get it i yeah. get it and not only do i get it i'm on board great and like like i mean it, it, it like this is exactly like the, the thing the thing that makes print dead is that it's transient mm-hmm. you know the material that you get is current events right and you know in ESPN, the magazine and in Game Informer and in any of those things. And like you said, when, you know, Game Informer has its place when mm-hmm. when, you know, a new title is coming out. You're going to get all the exclusive information. You're going to get a, you know, a full 5, 10, 15 page uh, layout of the preview of the game. Um, and, and you know, and all that stuff is great for when the game is being released. But when, but the, the thing that really makes retro what it is, is that I'm never, I'm not going to throw away those issues. No, right. I'm not going to throw away issues of retro. I'm going to put the issues of retro in my bookcase because those are things that you can reference back. Yeah. they're like, in, they're, they're, you know, and then I'm going to make myself sound old again, but they're like encyclopedias. They're, they're, yeah. they're they're historical documents
2: right and everyone is uh, good exactly it's like that and everyone is celebrating a different franchise um i can't wait to announce them they're going to be great now there is there are we we understand our audience too and we know that the industry is very future focused so Mm -hmm. there is a there you know while the vast majority of it is looking at the history of a franchise and looking at that stuff too it's also my goal look when we have issue xyz focused on this game we want to get exclusives in there to be able to let you know that this new character is going to be revealed so that sure, is right. some timely information there but that's sure. just to add a little bit because we know what right. this industry and I know as a gamer it gets me stoked to pick up a magazine and understand that hey wait this character is being revealed for Mortal Kombat right. and I just read it and right. here's the first image of him and, and, and uh, right. that's great I'm not saying that we have that in right. issue 7 um, <laughs> <laughs> I tried <laughs> but anyway right. uh, you know we're, we're growing and we got a lot of work to do but at the same time this is the focus of the magazine and um, it's very exciting to be a part of. And and then again, you know, we've got the whole video component and the website which is readretro.com which is uh, gonna get a revamp uh, in a few months, but for right now it's it's definitely there. That's where you can subscribe, uh, which is readretro.com slash subscribe. And just to get this out of the way too, it's it's 33 bucks and you get a print and digital subscription for an entire year. Um, so that's for your audience. If they're interested in doing that, uh, that's where you would do that. Of course, you guys, I will comp you subscriptions because I love you. Uh, but-
0: uh, You are a beautiful, you are an, an amazingly beautiful man. Right. <laughs>
2: but uh but yeah but there you go that's what i'm doing i'm excited about it because it gives me an opportunity a lot of people don't know this too but before i was in game trailers i was a print production manager for a weekly newspaper so i worked in print for years and i was just about to ask you what?
0: if you had worked in print right. before well
1: yeah. well you shouldn't ask him that because our audience would know that if they remember the interview that we had the first time mm. because the first time you came around you talked about how you were in I in probably print. did. I, I talk you, about a lot of I, things. I don't remember what I talk about, I, but exactly I, but I do. <laughs> See. And, and and so DK, let me just take a second sure. to thank you. Thank you very much for uh for you know all the information. Thank you very much for what you're doing with retro because it sounds amazing. Thank you. Um but but I wanna just say this real quick. We have beef, son. I'm gonna tell you why we have beef. All right. Because you were in Chicago. Not twenty minutes from my home. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't say what's up. That's true. Wait, so Over the holidays you know, last year. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I was. I, where am I gonna go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's no, I know. It cold man. in Chicago. It was cold. It was cold.
2: No, I'm, I apologize, man. I apologize. I apologize.
3: But I yeah, kind of no,
0: like how I kind of like how sister brought up retro beef. On the show. Right,
1: right, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's, I'm keeping with the theme. <laughs>
0: That's great. I'm keeping
1: I
2: love with it. it. No, next time I'm up there, hopefully, th- that'd be great, man. Seriously, it would be really cool. Maybe you go up to the Galloping Ghost or something to hang out. And uh... Yeah,
1: we can go to the Galloping Ghost. We can go to the 42 Lounge. Shout out to the 42 Lounge. If yep. you haven't heard about uh, 42 Lounge, it's an awesome spot up in Milwaukee um, that is a, uh, a gaming... Gaming bar, somewhat like ground control, um, but they do console games. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll actually be there um, this week, as as of this recording, to uh, to see a concert and and maybe be able to get some in- exclusive information for the Spawn On Me podcast. Nice, so nice. you know, we'll see what we'll see what happens with that. Cool. Um, What I was uh, going to say really quick was that what what has
0: me really excited at this at this venture that you've now jumped into is that you have a pedigree of everything that you touch pretty much turns to gold. Hey, so 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 what makes it awesome is, you know, knowing that you were there, knowing that the folks that you have on the writing staff have a pedigree that we all kind of that we all respect. We've all seen their work and heard their work. As soon as you said Cat Bailey, I was like, oh, okay, it's time. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, that's dope. Um, yeah. So, so I'm sure, I'm sure that you know, especially this uh, this next episode that's coming out. I mean, next uh, issue that's coming out, and uh, everything going forward is going to be super, super dope. So, I'm I'm excited that you've landed here. It seems like you know, listening to some old uh, Epic Battle Battle Axe uh, shows. Uh, you you were, you were kind of moving towards that. I'd hear some curmudgeon curmudgeon talk over there, like ah, oh, these kids <laughs> and these games and this stuff with the broken games <laughs> and stuff damn it stuff broken game stuff and I was like yeah hey, all right, you know you know well, it, I got it, something I could do about it right yeah t- you know what <laughs> that's the awesome part you can totally you can totally fix that in in this respect so so that's pretty pretty damn dope
1: thanks guys um, I appreciate that so so I wanna I wanna rewind the clock just a little um back to back to e3 back to uh the the whole uh debacle that was or wasn't depending on uh, whose perspective you're you're in um, can you take us through the the week leading up to e3 and and then I guess that week um, all the way to you jumping into the pool with your clothes on yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> um, at the at the end of the week we remember um, everything ev- everything everything elephants can't forget there's there's <laughs> um, a video of that somewhere i think i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so so you know like uh we so we we saw what was going on yeah and then heard it and you know the only thing we could say is what the fuck so right. what, what I want to know is what the fuck was going on? Like what, what happened? Like with GT? You know, what, what, yeah. With GT TV and, and, you know, in the spike thing and sure. sure.
2: else. Uh, so, you know, GT came out of the gate real hard. Like I said, in 2005, I came on board with them. It was just a little right. tiny startup, just a few guys. We took it to the right. next level and everybody involved in that from Brandon Jones, the founder to, you know, the higher up slusser, everybody, John slusser who works at spike now, um, you know, everybody there. And then later on, as we became part of the Viacom family, we were acquired by Viacom after ramping that thing way up in the first mm-hmm. year, um, which was a dream come true. And I have to say, I mean, that was, you know, something I, I worked really, really hard to be a part of. I mean, I, I look at all the uh, effort and everything, that how the stars aligned to get me into that position. And um, to be a part of that is, is something that, you know, I'm so eternally thankful for because it taught me a lot. Um, and, and to be able to then have a great career for several years, uh, with a company that I believed in and was proud of, um, you know, but the, the reality being what it is, you know, gaming media, the landscape of gaming media has changed. Uh, and at Viacom, you know, somebody like me who I've mentioned is, you know, more of like an entrepreneurial type spirit. I always love building things, um, I saw the writing on the wall a long time ago, a few of us did, and I was constantly trying to pitch us internally on staying ahead of the curve, what we needed to do, how game trailers needed to shape and shift its brand in order to be able to be relevant five years from now. Um, but, you know, when you're at a giant company like Viacom, it's really hard to get stuff done. Right, um, right, so, you right. know, you just kind of did what you needed to do and 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 everybody was doing a great job and it was fantastic to do our E3 specials and and you know Keely is an absolutely amazing um you know at, at rallying the industry around what our coverage was for E3 sure. and I'm exceptionally proud of being a part of that uh but at the end of the day as the YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and everything surfaced what happened was you know we filled a gap when Game trailers came on board we filled a gap of being able right. to be the voice and be a a very great avenue for media distribution between the publishers developers and the audience uh, and that was a substantial gap that was there uh, but i mean it seems even silly to say it now but that was obviously the reality but as the advent of social media came on those companies had less and less of a need For a media outlet like a game trailers to Mm -hmm, be able to get their message across they've got their own social channels not only do they have their own social channels but they can control their own message. Um, So they don't need us basically is is what it amounts to so. Over the course of time, you know, that affects a business model that is strictly built on, uh, you know, page views and, and everything else with a website, as opposed to being monetized in a variety of different ways. So uh, we became expendable within Viacom, and Viacom was looking to offload us for a while. And ultimately, that, uh, that happened with Defy Media, who is looking to kind of add something to their portfolio of content uh, with brands like um, Escapist and whatnot. So The, you know, that's kind of what happened and uh, Viacom sold game trailers to Defy Media and Defy Media only wanted to keep it at a certain level and keep a certain amount of people around. And so uh, the higher up management and anybody who was making a decent salary pretty much left. (laughs) So that's that's (laughs) basically the way it went. So, um, you know, and those things are fine and that's the way that's the way that goes. And I obviously have a, you know, I have a deep, deep love for Everything that game trailers is and was in my heart right. for that, and very thankful for that. Uh, but that's not what I'm doing anymore, even though I might still be doing some stuff with Spike TV and other things. Um, right. You know, I'm not doing that with game trailers anymore. And so, to answer your question, you know, when I got to the Figueroa Hotel uh, <laughs> during E3, <laughs> uh, there was a spark that went off in my mind because. One of my very first memories in this industry at E3 2005 was going to the Figueroa Hotel as uh, a, a basically contributor to game trailers that was just starting off, and standing by the pool. And Stevo from Jackass fame uh, <laughs> was there, and I was standing next to Carmen Electra. And Stevo runs and jumps into the pool, I, I in his speedo, and and everybody <laughs> goes crazy. And so I'm standing there and I'm with my great friend Rohan Revis, who is who was at Game Trailers at the time and he was one of the guys who left Game Trailers as well. He's now the key communicator at Boss Key uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, nice,
1: nice.
2: Um so I was there with him and I said I, I took him aside. I said, you know what? Who knows <laughs> who knows what we're gonna do? Who knows where we're gonna be? I don't know if I'm even going to be in the gaming industry anymore. We have a chance to make a mark. Let's just run out there and jump in the pool and tell everybody that we love them and thank you for all the great memories. And that's exactly what we did. We just got everybody's attention and we said thank you. We don't know what's coming up next for, for us, but we want you to know that we love you. And we said Cannonball. We jumped in with our clothes and they were really wet for hours. So. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's, that's That's awesome. awesome. That is so
0: dope. I mean, that's the that's the beauty. I mean, I, I've heard stories. I met I met while I was out here, um, Sterling McGarvey, who's in, in yeah, industry he's right, yeah, and he's a cool, he's a cool, cool cat. And he told me stories of the Figueroa Hotel and, and the Figueroa Pool of like yeah. that's the place to be to go during E three and hang out with folks and like sit there and be a, a fly on the wall, so to speak, um, it is. And, and hear all the conversations move around like that. Um, I mean, it's I, I mean I I want to say really quickly. Um, uh, you know, Game Trailers was an institution in a lot of ways. You know, it brought people into the forefront that we may not have known um and seen before. You know, I it was the first time I had known of guy Kroll, you know, mm-hmm. doing bonus round stuff and, 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 and other folks, you know, where I first got to really hear and, 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 and dig uh Garnet Lee and some and some other folks like that. Um, you know, the stuff that, that you guys did in that era was again, it was one of those things where it will never be done again, and it's and it's awesome to to look back on it and see all the 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 cool um, uh, transitions that happened during that time. You know, it, it game trailers and, and and stuff that you were doing specifically was like, hey, I'm in front of camera, I am bringing E3 to you in a different way that has ever been brought to you before. Especially as a person who never got well, I got I, I snuck into E3 once in 2005. You know. What I'm saying. <laughs> I, sn- I snuck in. I snuck in. Nice. But um, yeah. I, I flew all the way from the Bronx all the way to LA to got to sneak in. Anyway, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. But that was but that was the beautiful thing. Is like all the times that I didn't get to go. You guys were the face of bringing that stuff home for us. Um. And I think you know, moving forward back into into retro, you know, to a certain extent, you're gonna bring that that face back again, yep. in a, in a way that's different, um, and new. Is there is there is there something that you are really hoping that you'll be able to, to do with the with the magazine is there is there a story out there that you're kind of chasing uh that we you know you don't have to give us any details specifically but like is there is there one could, thing that you didn't you th- give details i mean you, you could <laughs> i mean you could <laughs> yeah. uh, but is, is there a well, story out there or, or something uh you know out there that you've really decided you know you might not have even, even been able to do it while you were at gt uh, but now well, you're in this capacity and might be able to
2: I don't have a particular story but what I do have is 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 a vibe and a hope because you know my time at Game Trailers was was great and it was uh wonderful and like you said in that era something great was happening but there There was a little bit of competition and division between, you know, Game Trailers and GameSpot and IGN. I mean, we were all great friends and, like, I have still friends there to to this day. But there's always, like, you're a competing outlet, so I'm trying to get this and you're trying to get that. And Mm -hmm. if I have anything, I'm not chasing a story. What I'm chasing is a hope that... Retro can be a platform that helps everyone celebrate games. We're not competing with Kotaku. We're not competing with game trailers. We're not competing mm. with Game Informer. I have, you know, uh, you know, an a a feature that I put together in Beginning with Issue Seven called the reactor, where basically I throw a question out to some people and I'd love to get you guys involved in this too. Um, sure it's called the reactor because basically here's the question and then i take all of the reactions and put them into the magazine and get everybody's feedback on a so, on a topic and and if i want retro as editor-in-chief if i want it to be one thing i want it to be the industry coming together to mm. celebrate this medium that we all love and i want to get rid of those barriers uh so that we can look at key franchises like mortal kombat and i i, I wish i could say all the other ones that we're going to be focusing on this <laughs> year but i can't yet uh, but you know there's some really big ones But I know all these franchises mean something to a lot of people, some more than others. Uh, Everybody has those franchises that they love. But being able to talk about those or just the genres and bringing the industry together, that's my hope is that I've got, you know, Adam Sessler talking about this and Keeley talking about this and you guys talking about this and Craig from Screw Attack talking about that and, you know, all these guys from all over the industry coming together to have a voice to help us all celebrate this medium that we love. That's my goal.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's—I think right now is the perfect time for that. You know, we've seen a lot of craziness happen in the past eight to ten months. Um, it's yeah. been—it's been kind of a battlefield out there on multiple angles and multiple fronts. Uh, but it—but it feels right now that there is kind of a love resurgence. It is kind of a, a move to getting back to what made everyone really want to pick up a controller in the first place, and that was having fun. Um, right. And that—and that having fun is—is is, you know has steeped in the nostalgia and is steeped into the history of what we We as gamers and, and people who love games have always kind of leaned upon um do do you feel like uh you know we do live in that future forward kind of kind of scope and kind of field? do you feel that you know since we are of age we remember when we didn't have the internet and we 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 had to try to download all the things we possibly could on a fifty six k modem mm-hmm. uh that we have a a better or more uh uh i, I guess more of more of a I can't find the words right now. More of a, an appreciation for where we've come. I I kind of say that all the time. Of like we live in dope times. The internet is dope. Don't forget that you live in great times. You you've seen a lot of stuff happen in the twenty to thirty years that you've been on this planet. Do you, do you feel like th- you know people still get that? The, you know the younger generation as well.
2: Um, I do, uh, but I feel like it takes more effort. Like I really work with my kids to make sure that they are understanding perspective and where we've come from, because the fact of the matter is that as great as the advancement of all this technology is, it really does kind of keep us, um, in the moment and doesn't really help us appreciate a lot of things. And, you know, I mean, everything's different, right? Things change. I'm sure when I was growing up, you know, people, um, My parents or their parents thought that maybe, hey, the technology is getting out of hand. But the reality of the situation is, you know, when I look at my TV that I grew up with was Mm -hmm. a small, you know, not high definition, standard definition, color TV. (laughs) Uh, My parents had a color TV Their when they were young. My parents had a black and white TV. And when their parents, you know, so the jump from going from like having a TV to having a black and white TV to having a color TV happened over like multiple generations. Whereas now it's like we're going from like, you know, I mean, just a few years ago, 10 years ago nobody even knew what facebook was whatever maybe maybe more than 10 years ago but you know what i'm saying and now right, we got right, friggin' right. virtual reality goggles that are, you're gonna like let us play minecraft on, on my free in my kitchen or something i don't know what the hell it's right, gonna right. do right. so like <laughs> right right, th- right things are advancing so fast that it i don't know that the sense of appreciation for right. the the information and and you know, we all find ourselves doing it. I mean, you you want to know something? Uh, we become trained. It's not you know you don't go to the library to look up information anymore. You pick up your phone and Google it. So yeah, right, you know, yeah, it, right. It, it becomes more expendable and 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 less valuable. Um, you know, the definition of something being valuable uh, by a lot of standards is how rare it is. And if you know information and things is so um, accessible it becomes almost less valuable in your mind you're not you know when i was a kid i had to go research things if i wanted to know something or i remember waking up at six o'clock in the morning to watch game pro tv with jd roth
0: yes uh, oh uh, i remember that (laughs) and
2: the fact of the matter was you know my family couldn't afford a vcr so if i missed it i missed it that was it it was over
0: totally 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 totally. and shout out to jd roth (laughs) <laughs> yeah right so so what we're gonna do is we're gonna keep the love fest going um we're, we're gonna head into our music break which is always for love for all of us and for all of you ha 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 look at that that was so sweet um with men this, this is so dope i'm so happy you're here with us man this is this is a great show we are so happy to have dk back with us on another episode of the spawn of me podcast this is episode 46 we're about to hit our music break we'll be back right after this so yeah.
4: Yeah, you pronounce my name? Any questions? I bring many blessings With my man high tech And he from the natty Body. We make the sky crack Feel the fly trap Get your hands up like a hijack Fists in the air for Body. Body. Keep them there like Natural mystic Or smoke when the spliffs lit It's a revolutionary word. They ask me what I'm writing for I'm writing to Show you what we fighting for Say Talib, Talib Body. If it's hard, try spelling it phonetically If not, then just let it be Like Nina Simone Body. Body. Don't listen, B Even when we suffer losses, I I count the victory. Sometimes it's far in between. I'm sad to say, it got my brain crowded like sunset on a Saturday. I know my son wept because his dad's away. Stop crying, be strong for your mama, is what I had to say to my little man in the money. Money, Start the party, my crew hot. Feel these two shots like the blast from a double barrel shot. So, it's got to be your man, hot tech, and Kwame, who make you rock.
0: Welcome back everybody we are here and we are back from our music break if you missed out we are talking to DK Daniel Kaiser oh man the EIC of Retro Magazine is so dope so dope so dope so dope uh, <laughs> the, the, the joint that you just heard uh, totally 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 describes what we are doing right now it's called the blast from Reflection Eternal Talib Kwali and the rest of the BK crew out there having a dope dope time like we are right now Oh man! So see, I know you wanted to run into a couple of things on the way back in for the music break. If you want to want to jump into that, that's cool.
1: Sure, sure. I I, I guess the you know the first things first things first. Um, someone you worked with uh, really really closely over the years over a game trailers, um, the the one and only. Uh, you know, like when I first introduced you, um, the way I I described you was the guy who wasn't Jeff Keeley. <laughs> um now I will say the guy that's not Daniel Kaiser, Jeff Ques, Oh, Snap. Uh, yeah. Oh Snap. Um, he um he you know he 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 was he was always kind of the face behind or in front of um the VGAs um he definitely was the face for the VGX. Um he he had a a sour face for the VGX and we kind of talked about that the last time you were on um, yep. And then uh, this December, he had something called the Game Awards. Um, uh, what were your thoughts? A, were you there? Um, and what were your thoughts on, on the show itself in Vegas?
2: Uh, A, uh, I was not there. Um, um, Jeff is uh, awesome. I, right. I will say, you know, he's, he's a great guy. And, you know, I mean, all, all kidding aside, he gets a lot of flack, but he works nonstop. I, I've right. never, I, I don't know anyone in this industry that works as hard as he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have nothing but respect for that. And obviously, you know, I've been working very closely with him over the years and, yeah. uh, and that's been great. You know, he's, he's very focused on his work, which is, uh, which is why he's able to achieve all that he is able to achieve. Sometimes I just want to ditch out and go get a beer, but you know, he's going to work. <laughs> <Right>. Um, <laughs> The culmination of that work last year was the VGAs, and uh, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, the Video Game Awards, (laughs) or the Game Awards, (laughs) the
1: Game Awards, the Game Awards.
2: The the name keeps changing, but but it doesn't matter because it was great. I mean, to me, I was not there. I do hope to be a part of it next year, um, Mm -hmm. in terms of you know some capacity, and and you know. Um, you could keep tweeting at Jeff that you want that to happen, and that will be good. Um, but, <laughs> but, and all of your listeners do. But um, you know, for me, it it was it was a, the the award show that gamers have wanted. If you look back at the history of the Spike TV VGAs and then VGX, which VGX was not good. I'll be the first right. one to tell you that right, was right. not good. The friggin' Joe McHale, I mean. I absolutely should have been there instead of Joe McHale. He was horrible. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. So, yes. And, and I think Jeff knew that too. But, you know, the bottom line is that, you know, that was just, it, it had good intentions, but it did not come across mostly because of Joel and uh, just because of a few other things. But Tyler rebounding... Yeah, (laughs) totally that
0: that was my that was my reasoning was well there was a bunch of stuff but keep right right, there was a bunch of
2: stuff with that but but rebounding in spectacular fashion was the game awards and and the reason why is because everything that we've as a gaming community have kind of moaned about with the vgas or the vgx over the years there's too many of these random celebrities there's not enough focus on the actual games um there's there's not enough focus on celebrating the people within our industry and i felt like the game awards really did a good job of that i felt and and mainly because it was this perfect mix of like if you were an outsider and you didn't really understand games you still know who conan o'brien is introducing right. the the game of the year uh right. y- you know you know who keith S- sutherland is talking about right. metal gear but it, it was a gateway because like all of us gamers, we know who Tim Schaefer is and he should be giving out awards because right. he's funny and he's charismatic and he should be up there instead of Denise Richards, for God's right. sakes, giving right. out awards. Right. Um, I mean, he's not as good looking, but at the same time, hey. he he knows that, but he's Tim more... Has, he's, Tim
0: has a better beard than Denise, that, He that does. That is true. That is true.
2: <laughs> but... <laughs> but but it felt like a show that gamers could get into and it felt yeah. like a show that was uh, validated because of you know now, it, was it perfect no there were some technical hiccups the mics and other things and right. you know a few too many like behind the head shots for me but right. Um, right. you <laughs> know aside from that I think the format was great I, right. I think it was great that they you know had Koji Kondo on there doing music with that was you beautiful. know Imagine Dragons and right. it, was, it was kind of a really great mix of things uh but but instead of leaning way towards the side of being over uh celebrity in hollywood it was leaning towards the side of being gamer and uh that's what i think it needed to do and i was really proud of jeff for pulling it off
0: so i think i think for the first time you know and and i i mean i have never had to do anything on the scale that you or Keeley has had to do uh in that in that capacity but having to kind of Get things together for our Spawn for Good uh, event, and seeing the again the hard work that goes behind the scenes to getting something that you've never done before at a certain scale get done really well. Like I, you know, I'm not I'm not tooting my horn because I think I there's so many things now in retrospect that I'm looking at them like I could have done better or fixed or whatever. But in in terms of of Keeley always giving a crap about what gaming is supposed to be and how it can be conveyed to a, a bigger audience. I don't think that people really understand at least from what I can tell, especially with this event, how much he cares about how gaming is, is given to to the mass media, to the mass audiences. And it seemed like with this event, he caught, he, he finally got to do it the way he wanted to. Right? Yeah. And that was, That's... and that was nice to see.
2: That. You nailed it on on the head. I mean, that's exactly what it was. This was Jeff's show. Um, he brought all the people, all of his contacts, all of his stuff together, and he busts his ass to make that happen. Um, you know... I've got a wife and three kids so I'm not out there pounding the pavement doing that every single day. He <laughs> mm-hmm. he has the the ability to do that and right. and he and he does it better than anybody else in this industry. Yeah. So yeah. um props to him for that and everybody can you know say what they want and I'm not I'm certainly not kissing his ass. I admire him as a colleague. Uh, and I think he did a great job with the show, and I'll definitely call out things that you know need improving as I ha- sure. as I did with VGX and other stuff. But this was an opportunity. This this is something that he deserves some mad props for, and um, I hope it grows. And obviously, obviously, as I said, I hope to be a part of it in the future.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah and, and 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 the, the the response was was really big. I think it was what four million when it was all said and done. Four million people uh, watched the the GAs. Yeah, I believe um, so. So, so, I mean, it definitely, I mean, and we, and we talked about it. I think Kai actually wasn't on that show. Um, he was off. He was too busy. He was, you know, I was on big. assignment, right? Yeah. He was, he was on a mission. Um, and uh, we, yeah, we talked about it on the show and we, we basically echoed all of your sentiments. So maybe you listened to our show and you just kind of, uh, mirrored just everything that. You. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's understandable. The, the industry does that from time to time with, with us. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely, uh, one of those things where you could see, especially after the debacle, that was the VGX that, that Jeff kind of said, you know, if you gave me the opportunity to do it, I would do it much better. And then he had the opportunity and he did it and it was much better. Um, and, and, you know, obviously there are, there's always going to be room for improvement. You can always do better. Um, but, uh, it's definitely a, a colossal step in the right direction and and definitely something that we can all be proud of. And, uh, you know, unfortunately you weren't part of it. Um, but what we would love to see is we would love to see, uh, retro have a huge, huge, uh, inclusion in the, in the GA's 2015. Um, and, and because, I mean, it just makes all the sense in the world, of course. Yeah, uh,
2: well, we'll see what happens. I appreciate that vote right. of confidence, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, and even if I'm just there hosting or presenting, right. I mean, for me to be a part of it would be great. So I'm looking forward awesome. to that. But awesome. we'll see what happens, and uh, it'll be big. But
1: right, um, and and speaking of people working really hard, um, we've we've seen some things in the industry, and we haven't actually even talked about them um, on the on the the podcasting side uh, uh, with with IGN. Um, our, our buddy, uh, Greg Miller, um, fellow Long Islander, uh, mm. Colin Moriarty and, mm-hmm. uh, and the rest of their crew uh, left IGN and uh, continued with their side project kind of funny, created yep. another group kind of funny games um, yep. and went on to Patreon. And uh, the last time I checked with almost 7,000, uh, Patreon subscribers, members, um, they've managed to raise about $34,000 a month. It's, it's kind of incredible. Um, what do you, what do you think about the way the industry is turning? You know, we've seen that we've seen them, um, we've seen, uh, some of their other compatriots, uh, with the comedy button Brian Altano and and those guys uh, they've got a, a Patreon that's that's bringing in almost $20,000 a month. What do, what do you think about the way the the way uh, content is being created in 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 the in the new digital and entertainment future?
2: Uh, Jim Sterling, other people as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is this is a big trend that's happening right now. I think um, Obviously I'm ex- very happy for those guys and excited right. for them. Um I you know I don't know. I don't know what the long term is. You know, it's it's kind of like Kickstarter, right? Because right, right. Uh, you know it's like everybody's all excited about stuff, but you know is the game that you're funding is the project that you that you're funding because of an idea is it actually mm-hmm. going to end up being what you want? And and I don't know the ins and outs of Patreon like how many people are going to drop off? Is that a big percentage? Does it just, are they excited in the launch? And then they like, talk to me in a year, are they still getting XYZ amount? I mean, it's great that they're doing that, but I'm just wondering what's going to happen with that stuff. And I don't knock it. What, What I say is that, you know, they are truly pioneering a new form of like, I don't want to use the word journalism because really what they're doing is just, I mean, let's be honest. They're just hanging out on camera all day and right, <laughs> playing video right. games. I mean,
3: yeah,
2: I, I, I'm not. I'm not knocking it, but the reality right. of the situation is like, and and I know those guys and they're, and they're great, and I I really like all of. I don't know all of them very well. I know Greg very well, um, you know, and you know it, it. It's they're all great, but the reality of the situation is in this day and age, like right. I was saying, going. Going back to what I was talking about earlier about not appreciating information as much and right. and not appreciating right. things as much, it's evident in some of this type of stuff. I mean, right. even if you watch one of the kind of funny videos when they're, like, talking about why they left IGed I mean, a couple of times they're just, like, one guy's talking and the other guy's like on his iPhone just dicking around or right, yeah. Somebody right, right, message. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not really like they're not concerned with like production value. They're not concerned sure. I mean, they are in certain things. They'll like go out and do production, high production things for certain things, but the rest of the time, the God's honest truth and mm-hmm. it's this is not a knock, this is just reality. They right. just turn it's like this, like we're just, just turn the camera on. Like, right, yeah. right. Exactly. yeah 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 exactly yeah. i it. mean i mean that's the thing that's though
0: it. right is is to a certain and, and i totally agree because i you know i'm still trying to figure out twitch right right and the popularity that you've seen with some of the the twitch streamers and what has transpired over the last you know five years or so where we've seen this huge influx of people who have decided that hey what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get a webcam, I'm gonna get my computer to, to to be dope, and I'm gonna play all these games on my computer in front of in front of people just sitting yeah. at sitting at home watching me. And I haven't and, and I'm trying to figure out if this is just a Khalif being old thing, or get off know, my lawn. Shut your face. If <laughs> if it's one of those things where it's like, is Kaj just being an old man or am, is or is Twitch at this point just not for me? And I'm looking at that. In, in, in the context of what they're doing at, at uh, Funny Games, kind of Funny Games. And you're right. It is a lot of folks just kind of sitting in front of a camera not really doing much and just talking to people. But the personalities that they've and, and the, 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 the fan base that they've grown over that eight to ten year span is super loyal. But also the space is really fickle. That's the crazy thing, right? It's like the space is super fickle in the way that you're hot today, and next week you may not be hot anymore because you didn't do the hand in the in the camera thing that most Twitch streamers do. Right? It's like if you didn't do that, then uh, you know you didn't pay attention to me in the stream. So,
2: well, I mean, Uh, and I mean, look at guys like you know PewDiePie and other stuff, and it's just like this is this is I think a lot of this stuff is people being fascinated with the technology that this is possible. Mm, Sure. Like it's possible that I could just, here's the deal. Like a lot of us have day jobs. A lot of us have families. A lot of us have stuff. And in this modern age of like, Hey, you know, utopia is being able to do whatever the hell you want all the time, which is what I don't, (laughs) I I don't agree with that. I mean, utopia for me is being able to work hard, play hard, be with my family. Right. Invest in things and see a return on that, so that right. you know, I, I want risk and reward, and I also want challenges. Uh, again, the obstacles turning into opportunities, but society would tell you that you know, if you're not sitting around all day in complete luxury doing whatever the hell you want, then you're missing out. Right. So, <laughs> th- the reality of the situation is that there's millions and millions of people who live vicariously through people like PewDiePie and kind of funny who just sit the hell around all day and play video games or do whatever. Right and so they're, you know, they're kind of living vicariously through that. And like you mentioned, it can change in a heartbeat, whoever's hot and who's not, but, and, and I'm not specifically saying to them, but one of the things, when you look at a, when you look at what Jeff does, when you look at what we've done at spike, when you look at all this stuff, there's like a lot of, Production time that goes into that. There's a lot of effort. There's a lot of stuff. And the reality of the situation is that some of these guys will do uh, just what they need to do from a production standpoint to be validated. That we do put on real productions. But percentage-wise, if you break it down, I'd say a good eighty percent of the content that these brands put out is just sitting around shooting shit.
3: Yeah, it's just, it's just.
2: Well, not necessarily shit, but it's su- it's sitting around shooting the shit. It's doing nothing. Right. It right. it doesn't yeah. take talent is what I'm saying. Sure. Do- I mean
0: I mean it's I mean that's the thing though, right? We saw that happen. I mean, we're not going to do like the old school like this is the way that it used to <laughs> right, right. But it, but it's one of <laughs> right. those things like, you know, back in the day when the lawyer strike happened in the um the 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 movie industry. And you saw the, the influx of reality TV, TV come right, about. Right, right, yes. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. it feels like that whole resurgence has happened again in the and gaming I- space too.
2: But I do feel like it'll go back because ultimately, I mean, you look at like, I mean, imagine that when we were growing up, I mean, set comedies and set dramas. I mean, this is, this is all that was on TV. There was no such thing. So imagine all those people who produced that content sitting around being like, what is this real world thing? They're like sitting, right. 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 (laughs) They're arguing in a street. uh, And, and like, this is tv like what is this all about right but now right. like look look at where we've come like everybody watches you know all the big dramas and they're watching game of thrones and these yeah. highly produced things and That's you true. know with right. lost and all this other stuff produced stuff and i think that ultimately people will get over the fad of oh it's cool that i could just watch somebody on on the internet while they're hanging out in their apartment and right. You know, I mean, that's great and more power to the people doing it. But at the same time, I don't I don't know that that's the long term right. type of thing. Yeah.
0: Here's the question I, I have for you really quick. I'm sorry. say I'm going to. Oh, you yeah. Off. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. That's what I do. I just swerved into your lane. I love you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> is <laughs> is, you know, with the you know, we've seen that kind of content be out there in, in the world. And I think, you know, we saw it back in the day with co-op when that was being done hmm. uh, on the one upside. Uh, it was it was the closest thing to see after that was maybe, you know, the stuff that guys, that you guys were doing in GT, but also the stuff that was being done on Rev 3 that is uh, that they just shut down a little while ago. Do you see that that is being something that's actually going to come back in a real way? Do you think that the younger generation that is now watching this content has the attention span for that? Um, I think that ultimately that's a
2: great question about their, it's about their attention span. Right. And I think tastes change over, over the course of time. And, um, you know, what I liked might not necessarily be what my parents generation liked, but ultimately I think good content always Mm -hmm. rises to the top. So, you know, when I was young and I was listening to stuff, I don't want to listen to your music, dad, you know, (laughs) blah, 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 blah. But you know, I mean, I now I listen to my father's unfortunately passed away, but I, I listen to most of the stuff that he listened to when I was young. Yeah, so right. you, you know, and all the little bands that I would jump in on and blah 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 blah. I mean, I still listen to some of them, but my point is that if it's good, it'll rise to the top. I feel again that what's happening the the trend right now is more of a fascination with what's possible as opposed mm. to what's plausible. You know, like what right. what is actually like really good content that we could see ourselves liking for a long time i think people are just fascinated with the idea that it can happen now oh i can i can stream my video game live and then just like make jokes the whole time okay like that's (laughs) great but (laughs) 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 people are gonna get tired of that and eventually it'll come back and my goal as somebody like you know i i I love to conduct interviews. I love to prepare for interviews. I love mm-hmm. to go on site and to talk to people and to get the most out of that interview. And sometimes it takes a couple of takes because they say the wrong thing or, or you know, someone didn't fix my hair right. But, you know, it's right. it, I'm important. but but I I love to produce content that feels like it has a soul and feels like that you know it has love in it Mm -hmm. that like it was put together and this whole idea of just oh well I guess we need to press this button and just start streaming and then hey, I'm going to just sit around and, hey, what are you doing? No, nah, I'm on my iPhone, but I'm going to sit here and play a game. And I don't <laughs>
0: understand it. I right. feel like such an old man. I yeah. feel like I'm in this space that is not for me anymore, and that's fine. But I also mm-hmm. am just, like, trying to, you know, we're, we do that here on the, on the show is we try to kind of be ahead of the curve and see what the conversations are, and, and that's important to, to yeah. creating good content and having good yeah. interviews like the one that we're having right now. Haha, <laughs> but it's it's – You know, trying to figure that space out is going to be so interesting for the next person to do it. The next, the next group that that, that makes that happen is going to be really interesting of what actually comes about. Well, and what I would
2: encourage you guys to, and and the same thing I encourage myself with is create content with conviction and, and, and do it because you love it and do it because you believe in it because to, to just the. Adapt. Look, I, I could flip my camera on tomorrow and just start streaming and just try to jump on that bandwagon and right. and hey, I'm gonna sit here and um, you get to watch me eat cereal while I play right, right. <laughs> Lords of the Fallen. And right. hold on a second, I've got a take my kids to school but thank god for skype because now i could jump on that and uh, whatever Uh, i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it i'm 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 doing this retro thing i want to produce i'm going the complete opposite direction i'm producing a physical (laughs) print magazine for god's (laughs) sake so you know i mean to me that's an opportunity to really go against the trend and and you know will we resonate with everyone will i resonate with everyone i don't care i mean i want to resonate with the people who get me and who i get and right and and i would hope that other people would understand what i'm looking to do in the course of my career but at the same time you know more power to the people who are capitalizing on current trends but i i do think that they are trends and i don't yeah. think that they are the future in terms sure. of um how content will be distributed and and what's what's in it you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm.
1: uh, now so what i was what i was gonna say uh uh, to be fair to the to the to the cats over kind of funny, um, they've, you know, they've spent a lot of time, um, you know, uh, Greg and Colin and, and, and Nick and, you know, uh, the, other guy.
0: Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> the other guy. They've spent
1: they've spent they've that spent dude over a, there. Yeah, they've spent uh, a lot of time. Uh, a lot of years, both cultivating their their audience, like you said, Ka, but also um, honing the craft of of understanding, you know, understanding what it means to be content creators at a, at a professional level, um, mm-hmm. and and I think that's what kind of separates them from from you know the 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 you know people like PewDiePie and PewDiePie. I think has has gotten to a point now. Where, you know, he's big enough where he kind of understands it also, um, but but it's still kind of like a game to him. Um, Mm -hmm. So 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 from from that perspective, if I if if I had to if I had to bet on a group that would make it through the storm, because it is one of those things where 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 it's, you know, it's like it's it's a bubble. It's a bubble. This is the new tech bubble. And, you know, back in the in the in the late 90s and and the, the turn of the century, all of these all of these startups were just popping up all over the place. And, and yeah. you know, people were getting money hand over fist. And then eventually someone, you know, woke up and collectively woke up and was like, hey, wait a minute. I just invested in some shit. It doesn't even yeah. make any fucking sense. <laughs> it's not going to make any money. And then, you know, and then the bubble bursts. Um, but, but you know, there were a very few companies, there were a few companies that, that survived that storm, that weathered that mm-hmm. storm, and they're super successful now. And, I, yeah. you know, I, I think t- to a certain level, to a certain extent, to, uh, borrow, to borrow a phrase from Ka, um, th- I, think, I think the kind of funny guys have, have a good chance, if anybody has a good chance, those guys do. Yeah, um, I agree with simply, it, and I hope it for because. them. I mean, yeah, I love, yeah, I, exactly. I really like
2: those guys. They, right, they've been right. great, you know, and right. and uh, I've I've watched Greg's career grow, and I, I mean, yeah. I, you know, I mean. Uh, he's he's a he's a great guy. He's been through a lot, you know. He's had some right. some challenges. He's been through a lot. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Nick, I'd, I've known well. The other two, I don't really know all that well. But I wish them the best. And right. I, I'm certainly not bashing them or or trying right. to. No, no, just, no, yeah. I'm talking about the state of sure. interest. You know, they're they're right. Sure. They're riding a wave right now. This right. wave is right. is going out, uh, and right. they're riding it. And and they're they they've been uniquely positioned to take advantage. And if they should be credited for anything, it's their timing, you know, to do yeah. something and take a chance. And they did have to take a chance. There's a risk involved yeah. in that. So I, I credit that to them. But what I'm saying yeah. is that in the long term, and I think they would be willing to, agree, willing to agree that this this movement, this wave is the definition of quantity over quality. And oh, yeah. uh, they they recognize that. I mean, if they're going right. to deny that, I would love to hear their rebuttal. But the, <laughs> the, the reality of the situation is that if you could just turn a camera on and not even give a crap what you're talking about half the time, that right. it's not about getting a, a good, clean cut. It's not about production value. It's not about this. When you focus and you say, we're going to make this you know, three-minute music video with a picture or something like that, that's fine. Right. Do that. But. The vast majority of the time, like I said, 80% of the time or so, it's just hanging out. So it is it is quantity over quality and how long that lasts. I don't know, but more power to them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see how that turns itself around once the once the conversations and not just using their channel as the the measuring stick on that. um, But seeing the whole the whole space. Kind of move in a different direction that is not going to be just about money. I mean, it's always going to be about money on the Twitch side, but it's also going to just be the audience trying to figure out what their place in is in in, in all of this uh, going forward. How much con- how much content they they actually want to consume and what they actually want to see is right. going to be really telling to see how that flips in the next you know five to six years. Um, we're totally. going to dig into our breakdown in a minute. Um. see did you have any other parts that you wanted to talk about that? no
1: no, no. I, I just wanted to break it down break it down so we're so
0: so you know the, the funny thing is we just talked about all the future 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 things that are gonna be coming up um, and talking about mediums and, and spaces changing and, and technology kind of moving forward uh, microsoft came out of the box the, the other day with the craziest thing i think i've seen in a long long time um we have seen you know things with oculus and we've seen things with sony um they're, they're pulling out all the stops on the vr yeah, side morpheus yeah morpheus is doing its thing in the background somewhere in some bunker in some cave <laughs> right. with bruce wayne money all up and down in there um <laughs> But Microsoft, you know, we all kind of worried, wondered if they were going to jump into the into the boat. And so far, they have talked about this thing called HoloLens that they displayed and debuted the other day that seems to be wanting to jump into that space in a real way. Um, I know that when I saw it, I was like, what is going on? First, it looks better than both of the other headsets that are that have been out on the market or not out on the market, but have been uh, debuted and displayed already Mm -hmm. it has a really sleek look to it it looks like it's going to be what we have been talking about the future coming home and being in your living room have you guys had a chance to see a dk Any, any thoughts on that
2: Um, I do agree that the device itself looks super slick. Um, I was mostly busy during the announcement making puns um, about about Microsoft announcing its new serial holograms um, or, (laughs) you know, say hello to my little friend. But, you know, at the end of the day, (laughs) um, you know, I think the device is very interesting. I... From a gaming perspective, I don't. I don't know. My hands are up in the air. I, I don't know how to gauge this. Um, I I feel the same way about it as I do about Oculus and everything else. Um, it's it, it's very interesting. You know, it's it's interesting, and and I think it needs time to kind of mm-hmm. be fleshed out. the The reality of the situation is, I was most intrigued by the practical uses of the Hololens in terms of. You know, is this something that I'll be able to wear to fix my car, to fix some plumbing, to to mm-hmm. get instructions on this, to um, you know, see prices on things in stores? I mean, right. that, I mean, I don't know. I, I, is is or, or compare prices, I should say, by looking at something? I don't know. Um, in terms of gaming, it seems like it could be interesting. I don't know how much I want to turn my living room into a game environment. They'll have to convince me of that. Um, right. It seems like a it seems like a totally different form of gaming. I mean, like literally, just different. So right. I, I don't know what that means. I don't I don't know if I'm interested in it or if I'm not interested in it. I need to see a lot more before I do. But I will admit that they look damn cool. So that's yeah, cool. right. It's pretty. It's real pretty. <laughs> it is pretty. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And it so, seems to be the future because the reality of the situation – sorry to cut you off, but the reality of the situation is that when you've got companies like Sony and Oculus, now Facebook and Microsoft pushing these devices, uh-huh. they're going to be in the mainstream because they're going to force them into the mainstream. Right. Um, they're, they're going to try. Now, the consumers can resist, and the consumers mm-hmm. can ultimately say, no, we just don't want that. Like, you know, Connect. Um, so <laughs> right. Wait, you mean people ha- don't want connect <laughs> that, that can happen. And then the, co- the companies will be forced to shift. But when you have all of these major companies saying, no, you stupid consumers don't understand that we are making VR the future. We're making all of this stuff, the future, whether you like it or not, and you will adapt to us. Um, right. it's a pretty, it's, it's a pretty hard thing to, you know, bypass. Let's
0: see, see, what so, do you think?
1: So, so, well, we've got, we've got two camps now and, you know, so basically there are, there are, there are five companies in tech right now, uh, or uh, actually six, uh, there's Sony, there's Microsoft, there's, uh, Facebook, there's Google, there's Amazon and there's Apple. Four of those six have come out with some type of headgear. Um sure. and, and 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 there are two camps, in, in this in this headgear market. There's the virtual reality side that you've got with Facebook and Sony, um, with uh, Oculus and Morpheus respectively, and then you've got Google Glass, and and uh, this Hololens from Microsoft, mm-hmm. basically kind of fitting in this this AR this augmented reality type of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know, I, I mean, I guess Google glass, you can actually buy right now. So it's, it's out there. Um, but I, I'm, I'm sure that Google will come back now, especially now that, that micro this Microsoft thing is, as Hololens lenses has, has come out and is, it looks really kick ass. Um, they'll probably do some more AR ish types of things and, and kind of to, to call back to what DK was just saying about. Um, the the practical applications of it. Will you be able to uh, shop for things with these glasses on? And the answer is yes. Basically, you know, will you be able to fix your car? Um, possibly, but you'll be able to sit in your living room and say, "Hey, I'm you know I'm going to Siemens Furniture and I want to see what this couch would look like in my living room." And you can look in the space in your living room. And see that couch in the living room and right, try right, right. different color palettes and, and swap that that type of stuff out. And that's really, really fucking cool. That's really cool. So the, to, to not have like a digital representation of your living room, but to actually have your living room there and then take the stuff and virtually manipulate it within your actual physical space is really awesome. Um, one of the things that they said and, and DK kind of alluded to it, uh, one of the things that they showed in the demo, um, and the, and the HoloLens that they showed, which while looked really cool, was a very, very early prototype. We have no idea when this is actually going to see the light of day, um, is, was one of the things that they showed it from a gaming perspective was a, what they called, it's not Minecraft. <laughs> now remember um, Microsoft bought Mojang um the makers of of Minecraft and they presented uh, all the people that were at um that were at the Microsoft event they gave them the ability to play a Minecraft like game it wasn't Minecraft even though guys it really was Minecraft um and basically what happened was you it, while you were in the test area you were able to kill minecraft thingies little minecraft things I, that's know. the tech
0: that's the technical right
1: term. that that's the that is the technical <laughs> term of you know what those things are called and then um you could take a shovel and dig through the couch and and actually go into a pit while you're playing from your room um that that was cool, I guess. Again, and I, I you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind, I'm kind of. You sound DK. so
0: sold on this,
1: right? Right? Exactly. I'm kind of with DK when it comes to that kind of stuff because you know, I'm, I'm just like, I've stayed away from Minecraft, and you know, I like, I don't get Minecraft. I'm not really down to to get mine. You know, to trying to figure out Minecraft partially because I'm scared that if I do start playing it, I will get it. <laughs> and then i'll get addicted and you know i i just i don't need that kind of crack in my life um but but like so that part that part i don't understand um the things that i can think of though is this could be a way to make the connect really cool um so 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 yeah yeah like so they've talked about a Luma Room and we've heard mention of a Luma Room, which was like this VR thing where you it would project the it would project the actual surroundings of a game while you're playing. So if you're in a in a third person sh- or a first person shooter, when you turned one way, or, uh, you know, one direction or another, the entire your entire environment would be broadcast out to you in 360 degrees and you could see it you know you'd be able to see it as you turn um, the screen would move off of the, the or the environment would move off of your screen and into your living your living space that just um, sounds weird um, yeah. man right right well yeah so that's weird but I think if you are able to use the hololens lens while you're playing with connect, and, and it uses the head tracking from the Connect to connect to the HoloLens. There's a lot of connecting going on. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that you may be able to do some really cool things. And, you know, and I'm not a game dev, so I don't know what those are, but I could imagine, um, you know, in, in things like driving games, that could be cool. Right. Um, where right. You, you're in your cockpit view and you look to your left, you actually look to your left and you're able to see a representation of what would be to the left, the, you know, to your left or to your right instead of actually having to move the screen. Um, that could be that could be a really cool application um, to that kind of stuff. So, um, uh, you know, I'll leave it. I'll leave it to those guys to really kind of flesh that out. But I think that integrating that with Connect could be really cool. And we already know that Microsoft has intentions of not leaving the Xbox One in the cold with uh, micro with Windows 10. Um, is that correct, Ka? Ka? Is yeah, that correct, correct. Is it? Is that correct, Khalif? <laughs>
0: it is both correct and correct <laughs> and at correct. the same time. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. Um, yeah, yeah, that is so correct. Um, <laughs> it's. I mean, it, you know, they want it. They want to kind of figure out what. The the go-between is going to be between the Xbox One and your Windows 10 box. You know, they said that they wanted to do some Xbox to to your Windows 10 devices streaming, and they're kind of batting around uh, the idea of... What's that? I'm sorry? They're kind of doing that, yeah. Yeah, they're kind (laughs) of doing that. Yeah, kind of. And right. then they want to, they kind of want to see if they can do it the other way uh, as well. But the funny thing is, uh, you know, with Connect is going to be one other thing that, you know, they've messed themselves up by pulling it out of the box. But they already have games that would, that would be really awesome with this. Project Spark would be amazing with this. If, they, if they Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Project Spark would be dope with HoloLens. Yes. You know what I mean? That when is, that Spark is would, really true. Yes. No one
0: no one has ever gotten the, the a fighting game to work with with a system like this connect or otherwise that's still right. a, a a frontier that no one has kind of gotten right.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: So, so there is space in there for it. The the one thing I will say and this is going to absolutely be true costications all up in your uh, face.
1: Oh. Uh, co-opting my words now. Look at you.
0: Is that once this drops this is going to make the worst Twitch streams of all time. Oh god. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just imagine how bad this Twitch streams are going to be with that on your face. Terrible. Terrible. Terrible, Charles Barkley would say. Terrible. 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 But but going back to what you said, DK, about the uh, practical uses of it, you know, uh, besides gaming, and, you know, we are a gaming podcast, but I think those are the things that made me more excited than anything else as well. Like to see yeah. you having virtual uh, meeting spaces in front of you, having virtual conferences and stuff like that is you. I'm wondering how, you know, as, as, as people who are content creators, what's going to be the things that come out of that? Would that be something like virtual podcasting? Would that be kind of something that we'd see or, or, mm. or, or other things? Any ideas yeah. of what you think the, the digital media space might be on uh, with something like that? Um, I think there could be big implications for sports and stuff thing, stuff like
2: that as well, to be able to, you know, put yourself into the arena, to watch sports, to have some sort of uh, ho- holographic experience with live sports might be really great. I don't know. Um, or maybe some applications for exercise and things like that too. They've been trying to solve that with connect, but to be able to do that, I, I have no idea, but in terms of, gaming i like games the way they are i don't necessarily think they need and i think consumers have spoken too. they don't want connect necessarily um to be able to just shout orders at their 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 tv in the middle of the the day <laughs> you know it's just right. they, like I, not not for anything i mean i've got three kids my kids go to right. bed i do my best to stay quiet like the first thing i right. bought half when i <laughs> When I bought an Xbox One, the very first thing I bought was like a headset so I could play games at full volume and enjoy it because my kids go to bed, I stay up and play. I'm not trying to wake them up. I don't want to like be down here screaming, uh, you know. Go, Commander Shepard, go, or whatever. I don't know. Right. What <laughs> so you know, to me, right. let, original play, yeah, original exactly. Play. You know, <laughs> let, let's let's have that for an isolated environment, like a like a future virtual arcade, and and right. enjoy it for what it is at the time, and that's it.
0: So you mean Do you know? don't want to have retro on uh, Hololens? Ah. Um, uh-huh.
2: If they get into that realm, I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe if you could like, <laughs> <flip it. laughs> you could flip the pages with your hand and wave. Just give it. Just print the damn thing out and look at it. <laughs> I mean, come on! I'm making a magazine, so you can bring it on the plane, take it to the restroom, whatever you want to do. I don't right. care. You gotta right. have the I damn. Love...
0: I love how I love how This has become the old fart. The old fart <laughs> right? podcast. I don't want any daddy. of your damn technology in my <laughs> right. damn stuff. Keep your damn technology to yourself. I don't know. You
1: know. I mean, it's you, uh, go ahead, see. You know what would be cool with HoloLens, but it'll it will absolutely never happen. But uh, what was that what was that shitty place called uh for the PlayStation 3 that finally just shut oh, down home? last year? PlayStation Home. home. Yeah, home. Yeah. yeah, that would have been. Yeah. Cool. Ho- Home would have been awesome.
0: Yeah. In, no, with no. HoloLens. Home, mm-hmm. home would have never, lens. no, it wasn't, because home was never awesome.
1: Well, but with right,
0: HoloLens, with, walking around and being uh, in a different Right, exactly.
1: That would have made home kind of cool. That would have I have to cool stand
0: up. my hollow ass in a HoloLens <laughs> room. And wait for some hollow lens bowling in a queue that's right. like four people long and I can't get in. I'm going to hollow scream at hollow people. I'm not doing it.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm not doing it. Well, let's move on to the to the next segment, uh, to the next story that I tried to segue you into. I, I was trying my best Jason Kidd impersonation. Mm. And, and then you were doing your best... Uh, Jason the shooter Williams impersonation by fucking up my my <laughs> assist when I said that Windows 10. <laughs> I'm sorry that was great. I'm thank sorry. You, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm here all I'm here all week, folks. Um, when I said that Windows 10 is uh, is allowing the Xbox One to stream directly to. Um, directly to Windows 10 devices. So now you're going to be able to get remote play as speaking of Sony and, you know, the or uh, uh, Microsoft borrowing from Sony or Sony mi- borrowing from Microsoft, Microsoft's b- borrowing from Sony with remote play on Windows 10 devices with the Xbox One, um, where you'll be able to play your Xbox One games directly on your Windows 10 devices. So you, don't, you won't even have to use, let's say you've got a computer room, and your gaming is done in the living room, you can play your games directly from uh, from your computer room upstairs via uh mm-hmm. via your Windows ten PC. But this um, sounds like
0: another one of those like why do I need that? Well in, in and the, the, and also I'll tell you why. Uh,
2: well and oh, go the, ahead. I was just gonna say, I mean, let's be clear, this is just the foundation being laid. This is I mean they're they're <laughs> they make this big announcement and then like as journalists are asking them questions, they're like it's only certain games, um, right right. It's right. only local area network. it's right. uh, it's completely up to the publisher if they want to do this with their games. Right. Um, right. and right now we've got fable, and that's what we know will work with this. Right. and right. it's not even right. a real fable game it's fable you know
1: the new fable legends or whatever yeah fable legends um that yeah, which terrible
2: well i I wouldn't yeah. say i played it at e three it's so it's, it's it's kind of fun, but you know it's oh, not okay. you
1: can
0: trans- you can transfer your chicken kicking from one room to the other that's awesome right, right. so but
2: yes, but you know, I would like to hear um your opinion on why this is like is this like a game changer this this seems more like a convenience thing this is oh yeah yeah you know, it's,
1: it's 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 not a game changer in, okay. in, in the least bit um it's but it is but it is a convenience thing and 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 you know kind of to the point where, where you were talking about um you know one of the things that i think about is my xbox one is is on my living room television um it is the place where the family comes to watch tv if I was able to, you know, while while my girlfriend is watching Real World Skeletons or Pretty Little Liars or whatever crap she's watching, Revenge—that show is stupid. Um, <laughs> so, hopefully, she can't hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many points. The show, right? That's all right. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm deep in a hole anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, so, but while she's while she's watching those dumbass shows. I can let her watch them in peace and keep my home happy by going to my windows 10 box in another room and plugging in my Xbox one controller with my stereo headset and just plug that in and I can play my games while she's doing that. That's great. That's great for me. And you know, and I, and I know that it will definitely be up to the, to the publisher, but we know, we know going forward, that all Microsoft published games will have this, right? Um, you know, as soon as as soon as they know that Windows Ten is coming, so we know Forza Forza Motorsport Six, which was just announced, will have it. Um, so I you know I can get my race on. Um, we know that Fable will have it. Um, I, I feel pretty confident that the uh, the timed release of Tomb Raider this this coming holiday season will have it. I'm pretty sure that uh, Quantum break will have it uh, so so there will be some there will be some games that people will want to play that will have the ability to allow you to play them on multiple devices away from the television thus freeing up the television for other people.
0: I don't know about that though here's my thing is most folks who have a PC at this point, And our PC gamers don't want bastardized versions of the of of the games they already have in in terrible ports. So it's like unless you can pull a straight, uh, you know, 1080p, 720p feed from your box going to whatever Windows machine you're going, they're going to be at a loss at some point where you're at the the mercy of bandwidth and all the other things that come along with console gaming. And if you're a PC gamer, those are things you've been trying to avoid for the longest.
1: You're, right. already, well, you're already
0: in your ecosystem where you're just like, well, well you know, I don't want to deal with that.
1: I'm assuming since they're announcing this stuff that that's exactly what they're going to give you is that they're going to give you essentially lossless video resolution and 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 frame rate streaming. I don't know about um, that. Especially since especially <laughs> since they're especially since they're saying that it's going to be on the same network. They're not saying that this is not like remote play where all you've got to do is have your your PlayStation Four on and be connected to Wi-Fi and you can you know you can you you can stream your game from you know from your console to wherever you are. This is within your household. Would yeah, you, I
0: mean, um, yeah, DK, are you, are you excited by this at all? Is this something no. that you may want? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all. Uh, and I tried just, to spin.
2: Uh, well, and just I mean, I don't know. I mean, I totally agree with what you're saying, but it's 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 also. It's not. It's just not the the biggest thing in the world. It it is what it is. If right. to me, right. it's like okay, build it in and make it make it a feature that is a part of the future. Like things should be able to do this in the same way sure. that like you know I could change the volume with a remote control as opposed to getting up. I guess I don't know. I, I, right? You know. Yeah. But the reality of the situation is once I sit my ass down and play a game, I just want to play it on my big screen TV, and I want to enjoy it, and I don't want to be jumping around, and I'm going to typically plan my game. You know, you're talking about your girl and all this other stuff, and I I deal, you know, I got my wife, I got my kids. I plan around that, so I'm not going to, like, just be, I'm not sitting around at, like, 4 o'clock in the afternoon just, like, playing Dragon Age, like, oh, what's everybody doing, (laughs) oh you you just got home from school oh that's cool i've been sitting here for three hours but i guess i could move over to my windows pc so you could like you know watch national geographic or something i don't know what you're gonna Who cares about your
0: algebra kid i gotta get through this level yeah exactly so i mean to me
2: i already plan my gaming sessions around my family so i'm not expecting them to plan i'm not looking for the alternative to kind of like do that and if sure. and if you don't even have that as an option if you're just a dude by yourself in an apartment like right yeah you're, it, you're yeah, just doing it, it for that. the sake of doing it to, to dick around with right. technology that's it
0: right the the right. bigger the bigger information or at least the the thing that you know is more up your alley and as far as this conversation dk is you know there's a lot of talk about a specific shirt that Mr. yeah was yeah wearing during, did you during see my this tweets? presentation what's that
2: did you see my tweets about the battle oh, oh
0: <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! I I, I follow you, brother, on Twitter. I know who you are. Uh, for the people, for the people who 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 don't follow you, which you should. Uh, yeah, you know. What do what do you think about Battletoads being a possibility? You know, he doesn't wear things just for the sake of wearing it. Why would he
2: wear? Right. Why would he wear that if it's not going to be on the Xbox? That's I mean, what it, I'm saying. That's right. that's not like. Those things are all very planned. He's not just like, oh, I think I'll wear this shirt today. (laughs) And this is going to give me street cred with the early 90s, you know, (laughs) beat-em-up crowd. (laughs) Um No, you know, Phil's great. I know him. I've interviewed him a ton of times. He's a really good guy. He's, you know, he's, he's done a great job, I think, at Microsoft in terms of getting them, getting them focused on games. And, you know, that even though he was up there talking a lot about Windows and this, that and the other thing, he did, you know, at the heart of what he was saying was we have to make this experience built around games and the experience for gamers. And, and he believes that wholeheartedly. And uh, he's, he's the right guy for that right now. And, um, you know. I hope Battletoads does come back. I think it'd be great. I mean, I don't know. Did you guys like the game? I liked it back in the day, but you know, everybody sees it as a TMNT ripoff or they see it as being uh, this, that, or the other thing. But you know, to me, it's, it's not like, uh, it doesn't live in the same space as like one of these super um, fantastical, like, oh my gosh, I would love for them to make, you know, I don't know, a sequel to XYZ, like a new Shenmue or something like that. It's like, right, right it's like, right. Oh, okay, but no, this would be cool. This would definitely be cool. And if they re-envisioned it in the right way, it could be really cool. So, I don't know. I'd definitely be on board.
0: Yeah. I mean, Battletoads was one of my favorite games back when I had my, my NES and was, was playing a lot of that. Um, so to see to see that logo just pop up out of nowhere it was like oh okay Phil I see you yeah I see totally. what's going on in the background that's that's pretty dope I, I can dig that totally. um, yeah
1: yeah I I just I just hope it's not like Ducktales where <laughs> where um, you know where people were more excited about the prospect of it coming back than they were actually wanting to purchase it yeah you know people were super super hyped. Over the fact that DuckTales was coming back. And then DuckTales came back and nobody bought the shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it was just like, oh, yeah, it's back. You know, now I can ignore it. Right. Um, so, I, you know, I hope that people, I hope people buy Battletoads. It'll be interesting to see if it's as hard. I mean, because it's fucking, you know, everybody's got at least one friend mm-hmm. that says they beat Battletoads. Yeah. And That's they're true. lying. They're, That's they're not true. Nobody's, nobody's ever beaten Battletoads. No one's ever beaten Battletoads. I totally beat
0: Battletoads.
1: You're a, you're a fucking liar.
0: You're a liar. <laughs> I, w- I will find my 10 year old self and track him down. Wait, is that yeah, the, yeah, is that he, the he, naked
1: he, picture of you on the internet? Is that what that right, is? Right, nope. exactly. It's the picture of him in his underwear with the, Battle with toads. With the kill <laughs> screen from Battletoads. Beating the hell out
0: of Battle Toads, getting cussed out by my grandmother, talking about get right. off the good TV. <laughs> right. if if only you had windows 10 right you know what i'm saying <laughs> thank you see when see windows you're about 10 years 10, 13 20 years late yeah, yeah. you, you could have had me as a customer um uh you know moving on to the next story before we get to our last story um another thing that people thought they wanted but they they kind of didn't or at least from the publisher side they thought that folks wanted this was a subscription to El- the elder scrolls online mm. <laughs> And we see now that they have, like, backpedaled super hard, which is which seems to be the trend now with M- right. the MMO space, which is <clears throat> we're going to ask you to pay a whole bunch of money. We're not going to flesh out the world in the way that we have <laughs> yet because we just put out this IP. And then we're going to just uh, slink back into our cave and say, you know, ah, forget it. You know, we, did, we didn't want you to spend any money on that. So. Mm-hmm. It, look, it looks like the folks uh, from Elder Scrolls Online are, are jumping into that boat as well uh, They had folks when they first purchased the game I forgot how much it was a month uh, But it was a monthly subscription Fifteen, 16, 15, bucks. 15. Yeah so they, they had the fifteen bucks a month Kind of WoW uh, level membership stuff Before mm-hmm. WoW went You know um, And now they're saying nope nope forget it that's okay. You can just play. As of,
1: <laughs> as of March, as of March, they're going free to play.
0: March yeah. on PC, and then the game comes out right. in June on Xbox One and PS4. Right. D- right. Should people just basically just come out free at first? Build built. You know, because it seems like this is way, the way that they're going to go back anyway.
2: Well, um, it depends. I mean, in in this particular scenario, they have a huge IP. You know, they're not just coming out with a random right. game. They have a huge IP. Right. And they they. Um, It's it's one of those cases where it's better to take kind of take a shot, just so you you if they had come out free or they come out with the box, you know what they're doing now. It's like sixty bucks you buy the game, and Mm -hmm. there's you know you could choose to go premium and and have faster advancement and all this stuff. Had they done that out of the gate, there would have always been the what if scenario. Like, what if we did subscription? Like, would people have paid us fifteen bucks a month if we didn't know? And when they came out new, they came out on PC first, and they came out in an environment where you know PC players are used to a set of boundaries. They're used to a set of uh, circumstances. They're they're used to you know quite frankly having to go through uh, a lot. You know, so they basically beta tested their game and and, pay, and people paid them to play it uh, for a year. <laughs> over a year basically and now when it's coming out on consoles it has to come out in this way because console players are not going to pay a subscription fee they're not going to add a third layer you know you got their ISP and and they've got the you know PSN or Xbox Live or whatever they're not going to add a third layer Uh, that's too much to ask and there's no case studies to prove that that works but in a day and age where you've got games like Destiny kind of championing this idea of connected play worlds and going beyond just this, you know simplistic online multiplayer to have more of a synergistic type of co-op um experience i think that they're actually uniquely positioned to do well they're also coming out in june which is typically slow they don't have a mm-hmm. ton of competition um, yeah, i think that they could do well with this on the console because you know we all know that skyrim skyrim uh, was was amazing it's 20 million copies i believe um, mm-hmm. right. And the Elder wow. Scrolls franchise is one of those franchises that gets a free pass. They could do whatever the hell they want. If they announce <laughs> a game,
3: true. <laughs>
2: if they announce a game tomorrow and don't release it for five years, you're, you're good. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, right. People are still playing Skyrim. They're still messing around with Skyrim. That's the only single player game that I know of that people are doing that with. But um, yeah. you know, so that franchise is huge enough to justify that. And I think that they've they've taken a risk in that they might have damaged the um, they might have damaged the perception of what the experience is with Elder Scrolls right. Online uh, because people, you know, I think the perception has been like, it's good and it's in the Elder Scrolls universe, which is great, but I don't want to pay the subscription fee. So, great, now mm-hmm. they got rid of that, but the, the some, you know, damage may have already been done if they don't... Uh, if they don't just get the game out, and you know, which is what they're doing, they're getting the game out, and there's no subscription fee. It's going to be sixty bucks, and there you go. And if you want to up it, then you can up it. But you know, I think they've played their cards pretty well with this, and um, I'm looking forward to checking it out. I'm an Elder Scrolls fan, but you know, I, could they have done it better? From a consumer standpoint, they could have done it better. From a business standpoint, I think they've done fine.
0: I think I think it's going to be one of those things where the the market has already kind of determined where this game is going to be for at least the playership and for maybe the, I mean, maybe the pubs. Cause I, you know, in the, in the free to play land, you're going to have the whales and the whales are the people who are going to get you first, you know, through the first couple of months and, and maybe to your first year. And you've already done that by having the folks who've already invested in paying. Um, as long as I guess the content keeps rolling in and it's good content, then they should be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh but the problem is, do you know, we've seen it in some of the other MMO franchises when it's gotten to a point where they've gone free to play. It's because everybody has kind of left the world already. Yeah. Um, and that seems to, you know, they, they haven't really even pushed everybody out in the console, which is what I thought was going to be the thing that moved, you know, the numbers up. Because that was the thing that lots of people said, you know, that game is one that I'm waiting for. If the numbers come, then it should be all right. I just wanted. I just wonder if it's going to be too late for the console folks when they come in. Yeah, go ahead. I,
1: I, you know, I wonder if, if you know, we're not missing something because it, it, it's you know, it's kind of this is kind of how MMOs work now. Um, the, you know, especially the especially the big and. The big licenses, so you know, uh, um, the was it the Star Wars: The Old Republic or the Star Wars? Uh, what was it called? Yeah. Star Wars: Old Republic. Old Republic. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Star Wars: Old Republic. Um, you know, that came out. That was subscription based, and then they immediately went free to play, and, and you know, people loved it. And 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 actually, one of the things that was that was good about uh, SWTOR was. That it didn't have the typical problems that an MMO release normally has, which right. is you know it's really buggy when it releases. It's you know it's weeks before it's actually even playable by by most of the consumer base. Um, that's and, most games and so they, nowadays. You know, mm-hmm.
2: What was that? I said that's most games nowadays.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so Swartor came out and it was it was fine. ESO, on the other hand, came out and was was kind of buggy, which is, you know, par for the course, unfortunately, for, for most games and especially MMOs. Um, but but to, to so the, I, I guess part of the problem with with it going free to play for me right now is I don't know what that means for the people that have subscribed to the game so far. Um, I think they probably
0: know, just get grandfathered into whatever that that next membership tier would have been,
1: right? But is it is it going to be like uh, Lotro? Is it going to be like Lord of the Rings Online, where you can continue to pay and you've got you know you've got extra access to stuff and you don't actually have to uh, pay for things in the cash shop? Or is it going to be like mm-hmm. SWTOR, where you know they're pushing out content, but there's a cash shop now? And, you know, nobody's paying for anything. Now, you. Know, you like,
2: if you pay the extra, you get a certain amount of crowns or whatever for the, you know, for purchasing stuff every month. And then you also get, you know, like uh, certain XP bonuses or certain bonuses towards crafting, certain bonuses towards this. So it's just like, okay, you know, okay. And, and it's in
1: addition to the rest of the game world. So the rest right. of the game world doesn't suffer. You just get to do it
2: a little faster, I guess.
1: So, so then I guess question two, which... Uh, I don't know if this has been answered is, well, question two and three is when the console versions come out, will the console versions be able to play with the PC versions? Are you going to be able to play cross platform and um, will they have the opportunity to pay money? And I'm sure I'm sure somebody's going to say yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zenimax is not going to say no, don't give me more money. Um, so I, I guess you know. I guess I answered my, my second question, but the first question is: Are they going to be able to play cross-platform? Now, uh, Final Fantasy XIV um, is on the PC and also on the PlayStation Four, and that game is still a subscription base. I think it's like nine or, or twelve dollars a month, and those those two families that that's cross-platform. So the PC people and the PS4 people can play together. So I wonder if they're going to allow that kind of thing with ESO.
2: I, um, I'll be honest with you, Stubby Stan. I would have looked that up if I had known you were going to ask that question. I don't know.
1: Dumped <laughs> <laughs> again. I've, no. I've stumped them.
0: Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how what happens with that game. Right, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm excited to see if the content is going to be there. That's the main, that's the that's the main and bottom line for me when it comes to any MMO. Is is sure. the content going to be there? Sure. Is the, is it going to trickle in at a at a high enough clip where people are still going to be uh, excited about it? And are people going to like it? Because the combat I think looks there'll be cool a lot of system. content
2: there because they're they're putting everything that's out in you know so yeah, yeah. into this new edition. So I think there will
1: be no shortage of content. If that's your concern, you should right. be okay
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: now the the thing I will say is that it you know it's going to take a lot of time to level up and speaking of time Mm. our final story is about whether or not video games are too long yes yes um yeah, right, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and that was a, great it, to have you on the show DJ. Yeah, Thanks and, we're right. done. and we're, and we're right, done right and right this so, is so a great a great piece uh on kataku uh by uh yannick lejack who 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 asks basically that very that question are, are video games too long um and and um you know so uh, let's Let's uh, pose the question to DK first. Uh, you know, do you th- do you think games are too long? Well, I mean,
2: obviously, it's a very broad, far-reaching question that has a lot of sure. ramifications. It, it depends on the type of game. I mean, you know, a, a good racing game, I want to play all the time, or a good sports game, or a good, you know, online game. I mean, there's no such thing as those being too long. But I think, I think the core of that question comes down to are games being designed to be artificially too long because there's pressure on the developers to fulfill an expectation for a, a game length that is not realistic or even wanted? And right. to that, I would say yes. To that, I say there are too many games that extend their their playthrough uh, artificially because they feel they have to meet some sort of criteria that says oh, we are going to be 25 hours long or 40 hours right. long or whatever. Whereas, and, and the reason why I say this is because there's a lot of games that I've played where I'm like, you can end now. I, I, I like you. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. right. You don't have to hang right. out any longer. I'm good. Like, uh-huh. I, will, I will talk nice about you. I've enjoyed mm-hmm. this experience. Go ahead and end. And they don't end and 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 they get to a point where they're just dragging on and i'm like why are you doing this and i and i know from talking to developers and talking to other people and there's this perception that the longer your game is the better but that's Mm -hmm. stupid that doesn't exist in any other medium no other medium do you judge a book by its length or do you go to the movie and be like it was a good movie but it was a little short for my taste. No, people right, t- right, right, people right, talk right, about the right, quality right. of the movie. If anything, they talk about it being too long because it, drag- it you know, was dragging on. Um, so right. I'd, I, I would rather have a concise experience. And I think the reason behind that ultimately in their gut is that it's it validates a higher price point. But what you're paying for is a totally different experience. So, I mean, I would rather... I mean, for me, a real great sweet spot is somewhere between... Somewhere between ten and twenty hours. If it's over twenty hours, you know, for like mm-hmm. a single-player type of game, that then it's just ridiculous. I mean, for me, I like a game that is going to be, you know, I recent one of my favorite games of last year was Lords of the Fallen. I don't know if you guys played that. Right. Um, no, I didn't yeah.
0: get a chance to, but I heard it was great.
2: I really liked it. It was fun. Um, didn't seem to go on too extra long. I mean, it seemed good uh, in terms of its length. And when I was done with it, I was like. I don't I don't often play through games a second time just because I'm like well, you know, I I like I've said a million times, I got a family, I got a lot going on. If I'm going to spend another 20 hours, I want to try to experience another game so I could talk about it and everything right, else. Right, right. So, but that was a game I was like I might play through this again because I really liked it. It's fun, and um, and you know, now that I know where everything is, I could kind of rip through it. Um, so you know, that was a good length, and I think games do artificially extend themselves, and it's because of a a, a falsified perception of what
0: is necessary.
1: Sure, uh, Kyle, what? How do you feel about about this particular topic?
0: Um, I, I mean, it's 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 a couple of it's a couple of things. Uh, one, on we have to give a shout out to Jamin Warren for, for, for doing that uh, that video on uh, Kill Screen and on his PBS game show. Uh, big shout out to him for for positing sure. the question in the first place uh, and writing a, a wonderful piece about us in uh, on Martin Luther King Day uh, and, yes. or adding us to a piece on Martin Luther King Day. Yes. So thank you for that, Jamin. Um, the, the, the problem that I've seen in the space right now is the fact that there is this weird kind of like phantom money per minute conversation that happens when we talk about games these days and, and what dk mm-hmm. said is like no other medium really goes through this mm-hmm. um i you know one of my favorite games of all time and i'm kind of hoping and, and wishing that they would kind of hurry up with with bringing this on to the next gen final platforms. fantasy 7 i will punch you in every <laughs> yeah. part of the face <laughs> um his is journey because journey right. had a very very tight Time frame on it and had a great experience for the amount of time that you had. It was a two hour game, basically to, you know, two, two, two plus hours. If you, if you really wanted to explore and run around and and chase people and meep at them. But it was, it was, it was was a game that had a a beginning, a middle and end. And it, it conveyed everything in a beautiful way that no one, I think to this day has really even gotten as right as they did. Um, and I was totally fine and, and perfectly satisfied with the way that that game came about. I think I don't know. I don't know where this part of it came from, where folks were like, if my game is in 30 hours, it's not worth my $60. I'm like, you know, in between the space of the, the 20 to 30 hour period, a lot of that is filler. Yeah, because they haven't right. figured out where to where to get the story to or they have added multiplayer for reasons that they don't need to and, and kind of truncated the single player in ways that they don't need to. So it's, it feels like, you know, our video games too long. You know, I'm, I'm playing at least through uh, GTA five again uh, and bouncing between that Destiny and Far Cry. But I'm really... Uh, and, and then Dragon Age, but um, I'm playing all these things and really wanting to just go play Binding of Isaac because I right. know what I'm going to get in that short amount of time. I know, right. I know I'm know i right. going to feel satisfied in that short amount of time. And then when I go back, I'm not going to be like, where, was I? where the fuck was I? Was oh, I in this place? Right. Yeah. And again, it's silly in terms of just, I mean,
2: you, when you fabricate that and you just kind of create, I mean, if you if you're going to do the math on a bunch of stuff, I mean, like, I mean, the average movie, it costs you, what, 12 bucks to go to a movie and it's... Right it's like right. two hours long, so that's six dollars per hour. so if you're paying sixty bucks right. for a game, then expect ten hours out of it. you know it's the same right, right, a- right entertainment so anything above ten hours is icing on the cake, you know I mean that's yeah, no. if you're looking at pay f- per value, like I'm gonna pay six bucks an hour to be entertained so. Right, right that's if that's the going rate then games are way above what they need to be right 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 in terms yeah, they're, of-
1: they're, yeah they're they're a great value and I, you know I'll I'll say really quickly two two examples of you know on both sides of the spectrum from last year um Alien Isolation was a great game halfway through yeah mm. and then and then it had like seven or eight missions towards the end where with the cyborgs and you're doing all sorts of crazy shit and you're like oh come you know come on what are you magnolia like (laughs) just just end already just end you know just Just end. end already i'm done and and right and and the game was fantastic until all of this stuff started happening it was a great horror game where you actually jumped and you you shit your pants Because it was so damn scary. Mm -hmm. And then they removed that, and you could just, you could see where they, where they, they went to the, you know, they went to the producer and was like, hey, the game is done. And they were like, wait a minute, you know, this game is only 14 hours long. Yeah. You know, you've got to add, you've got to add some more, you know, you've got to add some more fluff to it. And they just threw this extra part on it. It was just, it was just too much. It was too much. Well, but then on the, on the flips. Yeah, go, no, go
2: go go, no, no, go ahead. Flip side, which
1: which game? Uh, yeah. So the so and on the flip side of that was uh, South Park Stick of Truth, which was one of my favorite games of last year. Um, that game was about twelve hours long, and I enjoyed every single minute of it. Um, where where it was just an extended, uh, you know. It, much like you were saying about uh legends of uh legends of the fall was no that, uh, that's a Brad Pitt <laughs> movie Lords of the Fall um, I, I love yeah, me some yeah, Brad Lords Pitt of the don't get me wrong right yes Brad Pitt the video game Tom Scared <laughs> right. I love you Tom <laughs> <Right>. Scared um <laughs> but but you know when I finished when I finished Stick of Truth I wanted to play it again you know and I've got all these other games that I want to play I've got all these other games that I want to talk about but I wanted to play that game again because the game was fun. I was engaged the entire time that I was playing it. And, and at, no, at no point when I was playing the game did I feel like, oh, man, I've got to get through this part yeah. to get to some other thing.
2: And that's the other thing. Um, the, so. the, the The passive experience of watching a movie versus the interactive experience of playing a game means right, that sure. ultimately you're dealing with an individual. A passive experience, you're like, we're all in this together and when the movie decides to end then I will validate or judge this thing based on my perception of the entire product from start to finish but we know Mm -hmm. it's going to end and the ending is not up to me if you're not ending a game there's a sense of failure or frustration you want to complete it you want to do it and Mm -hmm. I see you know you could artificially extend games all day long what if aliens ended alien isolation what if that ended 7 hours 10 hours into the game and then like basically a second game started whereas like here's now like the continuation of this extra side story but you felt like you create you finished it you know what I'm saying in some right, sort of right way right but like here's this side thing that now happens and it's like part sure you know C and B and all this other stuff right. I mean I think developers can get creative to if they're if their intent and concern is to extend the experience because they're worried about value do it in other ways you don't have to just take the main campaign and make it this long ass thing that's artificially extended when you run out of game ideas come up with other ideas and find interesting ways of implementing
0: them here's the thing though there is an idea that's already out there that works fairly well it's called episodic content yeah totally (laughs) Right. And that's the right. thing, right? Is like we, we've seen it with Telltale. And the interesting thing is when when people think of episodic content, they think of Telltale first. Yeah. But there was an interesting game that came out on the PS3 in its early inception that was called Siren. And Siren broke down into like 13 parts. And it was this, this, horror, this horror game. And you could download all of them basically at the same time. But you could also play them in really small chunks. And it was awesome in the fact that you could like do that and then wait. And, you know, Alan Wake was like that in some ways. But it kind yeah. of continued right. itself on in that way. I think I think if there is a resurgence of really good uh episodic content, that would make a huge difference to the gamers like ourselves that don't have the the abundance of time that, that most yes. of the younger cats do. So that, and that's always you know, my
2: thing. Like I would love to just feel like I'm accomplishing something. You know? Right. Like get right, right. Th- the worst thing in the world that could happen to me is to like invest two to three hours in a game and then mm-hmm. be like, I've done nothing and right. I've not gotten anywhere and I'm just Right. Nothing's happening, or play it, and then it gets reset, and I'm just like, uh,
0: "Screw this! Like, I'm done." Right, you know? right, I'm done. I'm having that with Dragon Age right now, and that's that's been the hardest part because I'm seeing all these people having lots of fun with it, but I'm trying to get to a place, and I don't remember where I was. Or yeah, I'm I feel in the, the, the same middle way. Middle yeah. of a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's it's difficult on that end and it feels like I'm not I'm not enjoying myself as much as I should be for a game yes. that a lot of people are like lauding as being so awesome. So Game of
2: the year, I'm a huge BioWare fan. Um I've really been looking forward to Inquisition, but I'm like in the same boat as you. I'm playing it and I'm like I feel like I'm working. Sometimes I'm like, yes, uh, right, <laughs> all right, come on, like what do you want me to do okay, I'm gonna do... what wasn't I supposed to and then like things are starting to get really convoluted, and I'm just like, you know I don't know where I'm supposed to go necessarily I mean th- it does a good job of kind of telling you, but they keep introducing new things, the war room, all this type of stuff, and I'm like, man, there's a lot of stuff to do
0: here, and your lip syncing is really pissing me off, so I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well I'm gonna suggest. And this is, you know, take this under advisement. I know that you are now the EIC. Uh, and you know, I say this with with all all hope and, and 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 prayers behind it, but whenever you do a new spot that's just called I'm too old for this shit, can we yeah. can we please <laughs> <laughs> totally I, I would love to do a guest spot on that show. You right. bet. For <laughs> yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um so so we're gonna boogie out of here. Um I, I'm gonna say DK again, shit. I love having you on the show, man. It's always <laughs> fun. Thank I'm so you. excited that, that you were able to come back and hang out with us, especially with rocking this, rocking this new position at, at, at retro It's going to be so dope to, to see everything that's coming down the line for you guys. Um, you know, if you want to give us some shout outs, tell everybody the social media stuff, where they can find retro, how they can get into the business, you know, the, the stage is yours.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Like I said, I mean, it's great to just chat with you guys. I love talking with you. And thanks for having me back on the show. Um, People could if they're interested in following me on Twitter, it's just Daniel. K- at daniel kaiser k-a-y-s-e-r and uh i look forward to disappointing you if you follow me there. <laughs> um, and retro you could find us online at readretro.com, which is also the twitter handle at read retro and if you're interested in subscribing to the magazine you could do so at read com slash subscribe and uh I look forward to a, a great 2015, an opportunity to celebrate gaming's past, present, and future with you guys and everybody else, and uh, all the exciting announcements we have in the months ahead. We've got some great things lined up, so thanks for the opportunity to talk about
0: it. Of course, man. Anytime you Anytime. want to, you are welcome back in Chicago. You now have uh, a bus pass and, and some, and some IDE and, <laughs> and all that other stuff now at this point, so you're, you're always welcome to come through. Uh, C,
1: you want to hit folks with the yes. social media business? Our social media business is as follows. You can follow our great captain on Twitter at Kajakins. That's Khalif Adams. You can follow me. I'm Cicero Holmes at Stubby Stan. The show is at Spawn On Me and the site is at Spawn Point Blog. Uh, Remember to like our Facebook pages, the Spawn Point Gaming Blog and the Spawn On Me Podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, those, those are them, um, <laughs> like <laughs> go to iTunes, go to SoundCloud, go to Stitcher, go to, uh, play, was it play.fm player.fm player.fm, um, a, a new player that's available on Android devices is really, actually it's really cool. It's really nice. I like it. Um, go there. Um, and on iTunes where most people find us, uh, subscribe and rate and review it. Uh, tell your friends all about it, um, you know, and you know, do all do all of those things uh, while you're sitting down and you're reading the latest issue of Retro Video Gaming Magazine. <laughs> you can tell your friends that you heard about it on the Spawn on Me podcast, um, and you guys can listen to the Spawn on Me podcast while you're reading the Retro Video Gaming Magazine. <laughs> there you so, go, double whammy. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, so I think think that's it oh uh speak pipe it speak pipe it up um if you got any questions you want to email them to us go to feedback at the spawn point uh the point blog.com uh dan at the spawn point blog.com Cicero at the spawn point blog.com or khalif at the spawn point blog.com also remember dan the robot at dan the robot on twitter
0: Word, word, and word. Again, thank you so much for listening to us this week and every week that you guys have been rocking with us. Um, a quick shout-out. Oh, I forgot to thank uh, Evan Narciss as well uh, over at Kotaku for doing yeah, yeah, that quick yeah. piece on us. Um, yeah. So, again, thank you. This has been episode 46 of the Spawn of Me podcast. It's been awesome to have DK on the show, listen to the show, yes. check out the magazine, all the good stuff. Follow him on Twitter. Send them hair products. It'll be awesome. And stay, come for the game, stay
2: for the main. That's what I said. Baby. That's oh, that's dope. <laughs> wow. Wait a minute. How do not? What a I
0: do you not what have that line. tattooed on your chest somehow? How does this not? That? How do you know I don't? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> word. So we're gonna bring you out of here, and we will see you guys next week. We will say go Islanders, go, go Rangers. Wow. Yeah, uh, go Rangers, go Islanders, go Canucks. <laughs> Oh God! We right. beat them a okay. long time ago. I don't know. You right. act like I know hockey. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we will say peace, peace. Blast.